So guys, it's uh, New Year's, uh, New Year 2024, new creepypastas, new Jeffuary, all that hey. stuff. Yeah, I know. But uh, hey, uh, tonight, let's party like it's 1999! Yeah! Yeah! Oh, hello, and welcome to Adente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the Stands for Evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have, for our New Year's special, this is definitely like out of the ordinary since it's not a Thursday, um, but uh, yeah, for, for New Year's, for the new year of 2024, we decided to go back in time. <laughs> Gotta get back in time. Um... To uh to a little known creepypasta, you may have heard of it, 1999. Um, the specifically the Slack Lalane blog original version, um, by Camden Lamont. So, yeah, um, we're touching on this one because um, this story, this creepypasta, 1999, was the first creepypasta I was ever introduced to. And it basically set me on this path of like reading creepy stories online from various internet people and then wanting to do the show and stuff. So 10 or 15 or 30 <laughs> years. To look at it. Yeah. Nearly 10 years on, <laughs> we're finally getting to it. There's definitely not a lost episode somewhere in there. No. Why would there be? Not because of a controversy over various versions of this story which the author did not sanction mm. or the original author did not sanction no certainly not no, no, no. um but yeah so 1999 is on the black lane blog and uh you can check it out there we'll leave a link in the description below uh like i said it's by camden lamont and this is the original version do not uh do not read any imitators <laughs> So yeah, um, before we get too far in, let's give our initial recommendations. So for this story, the one that sparked my inspiration to start reading creepypastas and start reviewing them on a show with my friends at a podcast. Not recommended. <laughs> I'm going to conditionally recommend it, bordering on partial recommendation. Yeah, I I didn't want. <laughs> I was like, have to like jokingly do like not recommend, <laughs> but like, yeah. Um, I I was very curious to see like how like future me, who I guess is now present me, <laughs> was going to how how I was going to feel about re rereading this story after almost ten years. <laughs> so, uh, and and the uh, the results were were rather fascinating. So. But uh, yeah, my, my initial recommendation is uh, conditional recommendation, um, bordering on a partial recommendation. So, Mikey, your in, your initial recommendation. I am not going to recommend this. Okay, fair, fair. Interesting. And gamer, <laughs> I'm going to recommend this one. Just we straight are... up, just straight up yeah. recommend it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, we are the. <laughs> 
<laughs> we, we are the trifecta. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> this is the triforce of recommendations here. <laughs> it's like speak no evil, see no evil, hear no evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's let's dive in and find out why we gave those recommendations and what are our thoughts on this little creepy pasta from Ontario. Starting with the rundown, not featuring The Rock because we know Elliot's name. <laughs> so back in 1999, as Elliot recounts on his blog in 2009, he was five years old and starting to pick up a, or starting to pick up and watch a weird set of kid shows on a channel called Caledon Local 21. His interest in the programming kind of like waned, like. There was there were there were peaks and valleys in his interest in the programming uh, over the course of several months, um, which often and, and these this programming often featured a group of kids and an adult man in a bear costume, usually in the uh, Mister Bear's cellar. So you can already kind of see where that's going. <laughs> um, it was very low quality and like done on a camcorder, clearly. And recounting it now, now that he's more mature, he realizes there's like certain red flags uh, about the situation with those with this kid with these kid shows. But at the time, he really liked it, mostly because he didn't really understand the context and stuff. And it was enough to even send a letter to Mr. Bear when there was a segment on the show where viewers could send letters to a certain address. Uh, It was from here that he got invited to Mr. Bear's house and his dad negligently drove him there thinking this weird kid show was on the up and up, not actually having seen any of the shows or anything of that, just kind of going along with like whatever his kid was saying. Well, I mean, it's on TV. (laughs) Yeah. I know the nineties were like simpler, stupider times, but like, come on. This is definitely grade A dad material here. <laughs> um, they get to this dingy farmhouse outside of Caledon, Ontario, uh, where police were investigating the house. Apparently, they too had been monitoring the channel and had only recently gone in when some really bad stuff happened. Uh, it would be some time before Elliot's dad told him what had happened, as it had rightly rightfully shocked his dad um about this the whole situation turns out the man playing mr bear had created this set of fake kid shows and broadcasted on a local channel to lure unsuspecting children to his house so that he could trap them play with them and then later kill them by burning them in a pit in the woods nearby uh not killing sacrificing them Yeah, sacrificing them to the fallen angel. Yeah. Yeah, sacrificing them to the fallen angel Satan. Our Lord and Savior. Yeah. I mean, what? (laughs) Sorry, his Lord and Savior. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 (laughs) I think I'm going to have to make a a collect call to uh, not just Cthulhu, but uh, also to uh, a certain king in yellow. (laughs) No, don't tell him. Uh, so New Year's Mr. resolution to tell him this year. <laughs> oh God, that you're a Satanist. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, get back to the. I'm actually not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Disclosure: I am not a Satanist. Yeah. This is a joke. Please mm. don't assume. <laughs> Makes an ass of you and me. <laughs> yes. Um. 
getting back to the story, Mr. Bear was never caught. And this all brought Elliot to recount this on his blog and then start investigating it further over a decade later, as his dad's friend, a retired cop, uh, could show him some of the tapes the police had recovered, apparently. Um, we then get a series of entries that have Elliot going to Caledon between university and other life things, looking around the old house and the woods Mr. Barry had used, getting information on the history and the urban legends that have spawned about Mr. Bear and his activities from the local town and watching various tapes he hadn't seen at local police stations. This blog went on for about three years and with fans and readers asking questions, which Elliot would answer occasionally uh, when he remembered the blog existed uh, and also having assholes email him fake uh fake prank emails that they were mr bear and such eventually between the hundreds of prank emails and watching the most graphic of the tapes the ones where the kids are filmed being burned in the pit elliot is pretty well done with this whole thing except he's not because he wants to go and watch some more of the tapes the police have and he'll update when he can spoilers we never hear from him again and the blog after that mm -hmm. um there was also a, a hack to his blog where someone added a an entry that was a morbid poem to elliot from mr bear uh, and it might have been mr bear or just another pranking asshole um but with that all said that is the end of 1999 so uh with that all out of the way, I suppose we'll move on to Everyone Tolerates the Grand Inquisitions! At this point, uh, I've got a few. <laughs> um, so, and I, I, for, I don't know about you guys, but I jotted down my notes and added the, um, the, uh, the timestamp on the entries to, for, like, better categorization. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, I know. Did, did any of you guys do that, or did you guys just, like... I tried. <laughs> I tried so hard it got so far. <laughs> I did it for my notes I didn't do for me. That's fair. Uh well I'm gonna start with this one here. So July 1999, Mr. Bear's Cellar, episode 23. This episode was entertaining for my friend and me, mainly because it had swearing. Um it's supposed to be for my friend and I. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be that asshole. <laughs> He's a 15-year-old kid. I, I understand. Give him a break. No! <laughs> it's the bit! <laughs> uh, moving on to update May 8th, 2010. I came to a thinner part of the woods and few small houses in the distance. So I think it should be, I came to a thinner part of the woods with a few small houses in the distance. How dare yeah. <laughs> uh, and then in the same <laughs> in the same entry, there's also this. Uh, but now you're probably wondering why I left out some such detail about what the kids told me just now. It is it because I'm choosing to conclude what I have gathered now. So I think you just need to remove the second it there. So it's like um uh about what the kids told me just now, it is because. I'm choosing to conclude mm -hmm. what I have gathered now. So, yes. 
And then the next one I have is an update uh, October 7th, 2010. But in all my seriousness, I really have been busy these past few months. And a blog about something that could have killed me as a kid is a little low on my current priorities list. So for me, I feel like it should be, but in all seriousness, not in all my seriousness. Because isn't that how the, the term goes is, or the turn of phrases is like, but in all seriousness. Mm-hmm. So uh, for us, yeah, it might be locally different somewhere else. But yeah, well, this person is from Ontario, Canada. <laughs> but colloquially, it might be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <here. laughs> um, and then the next thing I have here, same same entry. The, the next the, I have two more that are in the same entry and then I'm done. I swear. Um, what I saw was a simple pipe, possibly to channel the access water from the marsh. I think it's supposed to be excess water, not access. So like, yeah, um, just because like the mm. excess water. Yeah. Like, so instead of like access, a C C E S S, it should be excess E X C E S S. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. When I was reading this, a couple of these, um, grammar things you're bringing up, I yeah. absolutely noticed. But and I you absolutely just... <laughs> just went, oh, he meant this. Moving on. Yeah, I fair, fair enough. I had time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, yeah. Um, I was just like, I, w- I want to read this. Fuck it. <laughs> fair, yeah. And then we're going to move on to the to the one... Speaking, actually, this is a good segue from what you just said. Because regarding the email from Mr. Bear, mm-hmm. there are a bunch of typos in it, but I refuse to comment on them specifically because... Uh-huh. It's how the crazy child killer type types an email. Yeah, badly. How would you type with uh, with bear gloves on? Yeah, with You're bear not paws. Strong bad. You can't type with boxing gloves. Exactly. On. So there's and it's your even... 1999 reference. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> and you know what? It's even copy pasted in setting into the into the blog. So it's just that extra immersion level for me. So yeah, Hell I'm yeah. not going to actually comment anything on the typos in the um the email from mr bear of which there Aside are many from everything that you just commented on <laughs> I'm, I, I'm i'm not commenting on them specifically i'm commenting on them vaguely but explaining that yes. they're fine as is because i would expect there to be typos in a shitty email from a serial killer <laughs> yes <indeed. laughs> so and he did say specifically i've copy and pasted this exactly so yeah there is uh there's perfect amount of room for for bad grammar and spelling in this mm-hmm. and in that uh, section mm-hmm. i assume the bracketed stuff are parts that you put in to explain what he's talking about uh, i think so yeah because hmm. i doubt mr bear would have put the brackets in that to give clarification <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would be pretty funny it's like <laughs> uh but yeah that is the end of my grammar inquisition mikey the e stands for evil uh well not so much a grammar inquisition, but a conjunction junction. Ooh. And next stop, conjunction junction. Doot, doot. So, of course, every time I came home from school, I would stay glued to the TV until Pokemon came on at five. It also only had 20 channels available, not including the Pokemon, the, the channel Pokemon was on. It wasn't for another few months until I discovered Channel 21. It was always a kid, and then it just stopped. It was summer, and I hadn't watched Channel 21 for a while. 
until one day when I slept over at my friend's house and I decided to check it out again. It was studied a lot by the police. And guess what I actually did? So I wrote a letter using my best writing possible. I think I just said how I wanted to meet Mr. Bear. So my dad sent the letter to the address Mr. Bear said on the show. It stayed on all day anyway for some reason. It took about a week to get a response, which I was surprised I did. And then that's when the police became involved. Those endless questions, those pictures of terrified kids, the woods. It looked like an older farmhouse that looked to have been built in the early 1900s. And then we just went home. But while most people thought he was a serial child molester, he really wanted to use the kids for another purpose. It should be my right to know what the hell happened. It appeared to be during the evening as it seemed the sun was setting. It actually sounded really stupid, but still a feeling of dread came over me. I mean, that forest was possibly where those bodies were found, right? And where is the storm drain? But now you're probably wondering why I left out such detail about what the kids told me just now. It is it because I'm choosing to conclude what I have gathered now. And other questions like these leave the story invalid. But in all my seriousness, I really have been busy these past few months, and a blog about something that could have killed me as a kid is a little low on my current priorities list. But as you can see now, I am back. It was out in a clearing between the wooded areas nearby a marsh. It just didn't seem important anymore. It wasn't until only recently that I am now interested in my case again. So the scenario of a pedo renting a channel of, on basic TV is not far-fetched at all. So, if this happened in the U.S., the pedo would be tracked and arrested immediately. But then I shrugged it off, so he did too. It didn't really work, though. It has been a month since my last post, and a lot has happened. So, I braved the slushy roads and terrible Brampton drivers and made my way to the Peel Region Police Station located at the Bramalia City Center. It's actually Bramley. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> Sorry. Grammar and positioning. <laughs> no, I, I know I know that place. <laughs> like, like, uh, yeah. It's fine. fine. Yeah. The, the Bramley City Center. Yeah. And you know what? But the fallen angel needed even more help 
So the children had to give the ultimate sacrifice. Because that's what friends do, Elliot. But now is the time to come clean to everyone. Where have I been for an entire year? It was like a dream. Finn. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> the only way that could have ended worse Aww. is if he said, it was a dream. Like the whole yeah. thing was a dream. Yeah. <laughs> Spinning pop. Yeah. <laughs> I like how early on, uh, the way that this was constructed, the way that you constructed it, rather, with your using your uh, sentences as start with words that they probably shouldn't, like get center butts because there's always better words to use, mm-hmm. um, basically made it sound like it went the way it should have went in real life, a.k.a the police were monitoring the TV station and they know that this guy's up to no good and they see, okay, he's putting his um, his address out there for other yeah. kids to come by. This is where we can nail him. The first kid that sends mail in to that um, address, track that, <laughs> let Mr. Bear get it, let him send it back, and then we see where it goes. And then we intercept the kid on the way over and tell him like it's basically like a or uh, like basically to set him up so the cops are there when they see that he's doing bad shit so they can get him yeah it's a sting operation yeah yeah no that's what they should have fucking done right off the bat like right like off the hop (laughs) instead of like 13 kids in or, or 17 kids or whatever amount of kids this guy had yeah but we'll we'll get to that in actual thoughts but uh, yeah, no, that was also a pretty conc- almost concise um, like rundown of uh, of nineteen ninety nine to to degree. Pretty much, yeah. It got it got the, it got the it got the for the most part the um uh the story beats down. Yes, which shows that there's probably a lot of sentences that start with words that they probably shouldn't. I, I was actually but I, then, yeah, again, it, yeah. Half the story is written by a fifteen year old. Yes. Also, another bit is written by a 25 year old, I guess. Yeah. There were also a fair amount of entries he was, uh, like that he was like passing by because, like, I was actually tracking like the sentences as as Mikey was writing it this time. And I was like having to like scroll down a lot much faster near the end. So (laughs) there weren't as many conjunctions as there could have been. (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) But yeah. But uh, yeah, gamer in yellow. What do we got for the grammar in yellow? Oh yeah, I have to do things. Okay, <laughs> I'm just relaxing, drinking the coffee. It's like, oh shit! Ah, uh, you mean, you mean uh, that that's an Irish coffee, right? Because like it's New Year's. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course. I'm getting wasted. <laughs> so, anyways. Uh... <laughs> do the rest of the recording sounding drunk the whole time. <laughs> that won't be uh, No, that won't be at all. <laughs> no. <sighs> Alright, so my first one. No, I won't do it. So over uh my first one here, it's the entire police thing is coming back. That has brought nineteen ninety nine back to me. Over a decade later, it is happening again. Is what he says. Yeah. It's technically not over a decade. It's exactly a decade. 
Yeah, 2009. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly like yeah, specifically exactly. Was it was it, was the update even the same as like uh? Well, yeah, like it. The events happened in 1999, and yeah. the part that I'm reading happened in 2000. Well, well, yeah, but I mean month wise, because like it, the, the oh, month, I'm sorry. yeah. I'm month sorry. wise it's slightly over a decade oh, okay. yeah it's been sli- yeah it's like a month or two off sir so it's technically over a decade yeah because it like because he his his story ended in 1999 in august and the yeah. updates like we can surmise that the first update was either november or just before november because of uh the uh the first update timestamp we get is november 14th 2009 <laughs> So I guess technically it is over a decade. That's yeah. fine. This first one was a nitpick anyways. Okay. <laughs> and then we get down a little bit where there's a Q&A section where people have been asking him questions and he's answering them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He being Elliot. And the questions are, where is Mr. Bear? Or the guy who wore the costume? He says, if I did know, I would have said it earlier. I have no idea where this guy is. Or if he's dead or alive. Hopefully dead. When I see my dad's friend next time, I will ask him about this. Maybe I can get a more definite answer. And then the next question is, what did Mr. Bear do to the children? This is by far the most common question I've been asked. I found it, this out in October as well via my dad's friend, via... Do you say via or via? Vi- potato, uh, potato? Yeah, potato, potato, I think, okay. honestly. Potato, yeah. my dad's friend, who is a retired Paladin <laughs> regional you. officer. So, so much I hate you. It's fine. So, I bring these Jimmy, it's the same word on the teleprompter. <laughs> yes. So I bring these two questions and answers up because I feel like they should be swapped because the, yeah. the the way that we are drip fret there, the way that we are drip fed information about the dad's friend is completely backwards. Because they start yeah. saying, like, I'll ask my dad's friend about it. Like, assuming we know about him. Mm-hmm. And then later on says, oh, he's a retired Calvin police officer. Yeah, so, like, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. I feel like, also, like, this one is by far the most common uh, question. Should this not get prioritized to the top of the list of Q&A? That, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everybody's asking this, so I'm asking, answering this right out the gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the main thing is just the drip beat of yeah, yeah, and friends seemed weird. Yeah, because also like that. Yeah, the, we we get introduced to his his friend, his dad's friend, and then at the end, it's like, oh, like I've already talked to him, but like I'll oh, next time I see him because I'm going to be seeing him later, I'll ask him about this as well. Yeah, yeah. And we don't even get his name until way after this, too. Yeah, yeah. But moving on. Oh, speaking of, my dad's friend <laughs> did not want to go into exact details, but I'm seeing him next Thursday anyway, so maybe I can extort more information from him then. So does Elliot have some dirt on this guy to blackmail no. him, or is he going to beat the shit out of him? Why extort? Should extort is extort is also appropriately uh, appropriate. The word. Are you so, sure about that? I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> I looked it up, and it's like getting information by like unlawful oh, yeah. or sketchy means. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, obtain something by force, threat, or other unfair means. Like, why? Yeah, so I think he should be saying yeah. extract some more information. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I get would I simply get. (laughs) Yeah, you can't go wrong with the get. Yeah, I I definitely feel like. Yeah, extract is probably the better word, not extort, but. Mm 
I mean, to pull to pull a you, I mean, he is a 15 year old kid, so like, gotta be go easy on him. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel, gamer? <laughs> it doesn't feel good, okay? But no, uh, that's the end of my grammar. Okay. Well, let's move on to actual thoughts. The meat and potatoes of our of our show here. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly for me, anyway. So I'm going to start with the... Uh, so this is uh, from the intro entry, the, the quote I'm pulling. Pokemon cards, games, stickers, and the most popular, the TV show. So of course, every time I came home from school, I would stay glued to the TV until Pokemon came, at, came on at 5. The only problem was that my dad watched the news at 5.30, and Pokemon episodes were back-to-back, which meant I had to miss an entire episode every day something I wind on and on about. You know, this struck me as odd because growing up in my family, uh, we watched the news almost religiously at six. So I went and did a little bit of Googling to uh, to check us on, on Ontario-based news shows oh, no. that started at 5.30. Oh, no. <laughs> sure enough, I find Global News, which airs out of Toronto, mm-hmm. starts at 5.30. I yep. guess we were more of a VR news or as it is now CTV yep. news family <laughs> growing up. The new VR. Yeah. The new VR. Yeah. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So yeah. Cause that, that years. one. Yeah. <laughs> and then they switched. They just went to CTV. So yes. anyways, but yeah, uh, I was just like, yeah, this is just the start of my, like me, like realizing just how I really connected to the story from the, from the start of the game or for, for right off, right at the gate. Um, with stuff like that. So, and it continues on with um, the next thing here. Uh, my dad put the TV he bought in my room. Unfortunately, it was just an old small boob TV with rabbit ears. Even it had it also only had twenty channels available, not including the channel Pokemon was on. I recall I didn't care though. I was just thrilled I had my own TV in my room. Gosh. This TV doesn't even go to uh, doesn't even get YTV channel twenty five on cable. <laughs> uh, um, honestly, I never had YTV on bunny ears. What? I never had YTV on bunny ears back in the day. Oh really? Yeah, had, it had to be uh, cable. I had the new VR, global news, and static. Well, and and that's here. This, this is actually where I'm getting. Uh, I, not that that first bit was a was a bit, <laughs> but like to the actual seriousness. In all seriousness, <laughs> in all my seriousness. <laughs> Uh, honestly this already has really pulled me in because this was my experience growing up in the 90s being a pokemon fan watching ytv which had pokemon on it um and ytv is uh, for anybody who's from uh, like who's not from canada ytv is is stands for your uh youth tv youth television and was an ontario-based kids programming channel um and was fucking awesome in the 90s. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so like, yeah, I, I was a Pokemon fan. I watched TV or I watched YTV, which had Pokemon on it and was also the channel to watch shows as a kid next to Channel 2, which was TVO, TV Ontario, and Channel 29, which was actually no, tw- Channel 28, which was Fox Network on Saturday morning cartoons like uh, segments. Uh, I even got a TV in my room around this time in the 90s that was a small boob TV that only got a few select channels. Even like even the scouring for like 
signals like plays in because at my family's cottage growing up specifically we had only like two or three strong channels and then the rest was a static mm-hmm. mess yeah um yeah. so like again like all of this it's, it really it was really easy for me to see why this story connected with me when i first was introduced to it reading it as a creepypasta uh and then later on even goes that like where elliot lives the city near Caledon, brampton uh and that was my neck of the woods as a kid <laughs> like i didn't live in brampton specifically but i was like living adjacently to brampton like i went i visited brampton constantly mm-hmm. as a kid you so brampton curious at least yeah yeah <laughs> like again hence why i know like it's called bramley not bramley <laughs> it's the bramley uh city center yeah um but yeah, like, so like this, I, I was able to like visualize the locations. I even have relatives in Caledon. So like, I was able to visualize like most of the story because I had been there before. Yeah. Um, so this was like, yeah, re- starting the story again, like rereading it for the, uh, again, after like 10 years, I was like, it felt like coming home. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, I was. I was Elliot. Like I could, I could envision myself as Elliot, as this the kid from the nineties. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's exact opposite for me because he oh. had too many channels, and I was like, "Ooh, la di da, Mister, I have channels." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 no, yeah. Growing yeah, again at my cottage, we had like it was like you might get two, like global, and maybe like uh, there was like another channel like. Within like the Global first and VR yeah. always came in yeah. really strong. Yeah, they came in really strong. Yeah. You might get a third one. I think like in the twenty in, in actually actually around the the channel twenties area, but it was like always like a hit or miss, and like it was never fully clear. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. our entertainment back then. We had that yeah. and the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. or Sega. Kids or, these or... days are so damn lucky with their YouTubes and their TikToks. Yeah. <laughs> And their tablets uh, everywhere. No. And streaming. Yeah. God, imagine streaming back in the night. Oh my god, it would have destroyed us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my my other note here is about him having a remote control for his TV. And it's like, oh Mr. Fancy Pants here with remote control. Back, back in my Yeah. Heck, we in even had like another another thing about like uh like the uh uh the 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 cottage the cottage tv that was similar we didn't have um and we had an antenna array but it wasn't like that like big crazy like like all the like the shiny sticks and stuff like that like like that kind of network thing it was like a a little like ufo that was over our uh that was over our cottage and we had a little like corded remote that we'd have to like turn and it would turn the the ufo the saucer like yeah. slightly to like to get a, a strong enough signal from across the uh, across the lake to like where like where like uh, the new vr was playing and stuff too so did you ever get satellite <laughs> we my cousin like, had when about how about halfway into my childhood like i think like when i was like 12 or something like that my cousin across the across the way from our cottage had gotten american satellite so yeah. we suddenly had like cartoon network and like all yep. these other channels and stuff that's what i had a little bit later into me being a kid that we did get an american satellite so i had a freaking 10 foot black satellite dish oh, in yeah back. when yeah. i change stations you see it go yeah it's like the analog man I yeah oh uh, i i remember like um well there was a uh there was an are you afraid of the dark episode 
that like where the characters were like like using their their parents like satellite array to get to watch like tv and some of that and i remember it's like yeah i can i can relate to this this is like this is what like my cousin had or something similar it's just like this giant like model like megalithic like satellite dish in the back just like (laughs) yeah (laughs) anyway um yeah so Again, I lived the I lived Elliot's like childhood, <laughs> so like it was really easy for me to like um, dive into this story and like connect with the character and like visualize the world that he was living in. Um, I think I think honestly that's what made this story so much special for me was it was my home. T- it, was, it was effectively my hometown. The start this this creep pasta takes place in, which yeah. you always win me over when you do something like that. When like, when a story is inadvertently in a place that I have lived in or been to, I am instantly connected to it mm. because of the familiarization. So, but um, I'll, I'll continue. I'll move on. <laughs> uh, so this is from entry April, 1999. The show featured a guy wearing a bear mask or a bear mascot costume who would get a new visitor into his cellar every day. It was always a kid. The show was filmed with a camcorder and not a very good one either. The police asked me a lot of questions about this show. This episode started with Mr. Bear sitting at a table playing checkers by himself. He sat there playing for a bit until there was a knock at the door. I like this little, like, just this little insertion of like that something is very wrong here. Not just like the scenario that you were getting of like the skeevy, like Mr. Bear camcorder footage, but the fact that the story just insinuates, just kind of like inserts this little, like that the police had already spoken to Elliot prior to him, like posting this blog about this, 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 this incident and this events and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, like the foreshadowing so, of it. And it like sets the mood for, yeah. for this because like, it's already sketchy based on the description, but then it's like, no, the cops talked to me about this. Oh, yeah it's oh, okay. yeah like just that little insert of like it's like yeah this the show was was filmed on a camcorder and not a very good one either the police asked me a lot about quite a lot of questions about this show the episode started and it keeps going i was like oh <laughs> it's like it was a nice little like foreshadow like you said it was a nice little foreshadowing moment of um what's to come and like mm-hmm. we all kind of see coming at some point in this uh like in these uh early entries or these early like bits um then the next thing I have here, August 1999. I cannot believe my dad never found this sketchy because he actually took me to the house. And then that's when the police became involved. Those endless questions, those pictures of terrified kids, the woods, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, seriously, super not dad of the year. There were so many red flags. Also, I mean, Not... he had to get home to watch the football game. He just... Yeah, <laughs> watch the news at five thirty. Yeah. <laughs> also, not to just throw the dad under the bus here, the police, the OP fucking P, had been monitoring this situation for a while, and the show supposedly had been airing an address for months or for a month. How come the OPP didn't go and check the property way earlier? Did they really need more probable cause? <laughs> Apparently they did. And like, maybe, like, they just could not Elliot get that warrant. Maybe the only kid that actually sends mail in. That's why they were waiting 
for like confirmation that yes, he is asking this kid to come over. I'm just yeah, I guess maybe like maybe Mr. Bear was like all like maybe before like because there were obviously he had kids like pop up before he had the address. So like maybe he was going around in a bus saying free candy. Like he's that he's yes. that guy. That's what I assumed. But yeah, like he was, when those yeah. kids quote unquote dried up, <laughs> he asked for more. Yeah, when they when they burned up and crisped and dried up, yeah. Mm-hmm. He asked for more. <laughs> he decided to like he decided to get ballsy and go with uh an, an, an airing an address to children. Yep. God, it's so fucking skeevy and creepy. It is. But uh also any again, anybody who's not a Canadian uh or Ontarian, uh the OPP is the Ontario Provincial Police. Which you is said it was the OPFP actually. Yeah, yeah, the OP fucking P. <laughs> um but uh yeah i'll move on to the next thing i have here uh this is from update november 14th 2009 my dad actually drove me to caledon along with the address mr bear left on the letter the house was actually in the outskirts of the town in the open farmland i still remember that house it looked like an older farmhouse that looked to have been built in the early 1900s. The windows were all boarded up and the house looked in a state of disrepair. As we walked up to the house, I remember my dad checking the address over and over again and looking at the house in disbelief. And then the door opened. So more connective tissues time, boys. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, this is the first one. Oh, no, technically the other ones have all been connective tissues with like me just like living this character's like life as a kid. Yes. Um, but yeah, I have seen this place or at least a lot of places exactly like it. Mm. Growing up and traveling with my family to an aunt and uncle who live in Caledon, um, driving out there into the more remote parts of Ontario just outside the burbs in and around Toronto. Like it's called the GTA, the greater Toronto area. Um, and you'll see these old dilapidated century homes and farmhouses. Like they're all over the place the, uh, in, in, in the, the rural parts that haven't been like eaten up by, by uh, corporate developers and such. Um, we were, in fact, we were uh, on, on a more recent memory. I have uh, we were driving to see the Caledon kin, and we were driving somewhere along a stretch of road that popped off the off the highway um, near the Holland Landing, which is a landmark for like north of Toronto. Um, and I swear there was an old closed down TV studio on the side of the road. <laughs> and this was after I had read this creepypasta for the first time. And I think I even like in those early, I think it was even like in the early days of ADR when I, uh, like when I, when we had traveled and passed this place and I couldn't help but wonder like, what if Mr. Bear had used a closed down studio rather than a, a farmhouse? Like, mm. like not like, cause like, obviously like there is a way for people to do like public access, like broadcasting and stuff like that from their home. But like, what if he had found an actual fucking like dilapidated closed down television studio? in like the backwoods um and like there's there's a bunch of them like hell even near us like (laughs) where i live now i i i used to pass um a uh a station branch of um i I don't think it's serious it was um uh, it was a it was a tv broadcasting studio that used like uh that would uh i think it was like a mix of like a tv studio and a radio station because it had like 
a radio station tied to it, but it was also a TV broadcasting studio or like a headquarter, an area that they from the branch of like City TV and or CTV. Um, but yeah, so like there's one, like there's a bunch, they're all out in like the rural areas most of the time because like that's where how they get like their um, that's how they how cable would like branch off like um, the the broadcast, like how it would like network the broadcast and such, right? So yeah, no, this whole thing is just like, yeah, going down to Kaladin, like to the rural, because Kaladin is a pretty rural like area. Um, it's not even like a full a town. It's like, it's a bunch of small towns, like just kind of connected by, by back roads. <laughs> mm. um, but, and in the in-between spaces, it's just like forests and small uh, and marsh and farmland. So it's just like, ah, uh, yeah, there's, it's, I've seen likely where what the inspiration was for the for the house from Cal from the Caledon local 21 um but yeah that's my connective tissues it's just like i apparently lived this creepypasta growing up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and i'll move on to the next thing which is also in the same entry as you might have guessed already as you might have already guessed he kidnapped kids and held them in his cellar but while most people thought he was a serial child molester, he really wanted to use the kids for another purpose. The day I arrived, the man had fled his house the night before, the day before the police went in for their investigation. I wasn't the only one who was watching. So this, so like, and it like, uh, this is basically like, at the point of the story when I was reading it, I was like, this could have been a shorter story with Elliot retelling his account, the events of the Caledon local 21 event in 1999 and his part that he played in the narrative of it. And that could have been it like that, like right up till now, like you could have honestly ended with like, um, like basically like he had been like the last, like he'd been the one that got away because like the police finally intervened. It's funny that you say this because my mm-hmm. note on this says, Imagine reading this in the moment, and that is how the story ends for the time being, because the next one is an update. So that is how this first came out, and then it slowly got updated and updated over the years. Yeah. But honestly, like I, I honestly could have left it. Like I could have taken it if it, that had been all the story was was just like this part, like just this creepy thing that he encountered when he was a kid. That would have been fine for me because it would have been like a lot. Like it, it would have. It felt like it would have been, it would have worked as a, as that shorter format creepypasta. I'm don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't hate the idea that it went longer um, because it helped delve into an investigation a decade later after the original events of 1999 with the almost last victim of Mr. Bear seeking uh, some type of closure. It's it's a compelling like reason to keep promote, keep updating the the blog and to keep um, telling the story and stuff. But yeah, honestly, I I could have honestly like taken it as a short creepypasta where it just ends with him explaining like what had ha- what had almost happened to him and such, because like that is a classic creepypasta kind of tell uh, storytelling uh, uh, trope. But I'm also I also like that it kept going into this investigation. My problem is like he says while most people thought he was a serial child molester, he really wanted to use the kids for another purpose. So he knows the purpose. But he's not going to tell us. Okay, yeah, maybe add a little bit more. Yeah, maybe add a little bit of that extra bit as well at the end. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, and then that be like, I, I could have been one of those kids in the pit. Like that, like add that little bit at the end, and then like you could also like have a a nice conclusive, creepy short story. Or he doesn't even have to straight up say. He could just say, um, like 
he's he uses them for other means. I can't talk about them right now because I'm still like recovering. Reeling. From it, yeah. But I'll bring it up later. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So and yeah, the like I I got to this point and finished it. I was like, I, I could be done right now. <laughs> like the, like a little bit a little like tweaking obviously, but like for like for the ending to be like nice and succinct. But like yeah, this was like. I could stop right now and go. This is just like th- this is effectively, <laughs> yeah. This is effectively part one, <laughs> like or yeah. like or like or like th- like this part one is basically like a concise like creepy story. Um, it now it does keep going for like a bunch of updates and stuff like that over the next like two years, uh, no, two or three years. But yeah, um, and I'll get into some of my criticisms as it goes on because I have some criticisms about the investig, but how he. He narrates the the updates and investigations, but I was gonna say because like so far everything you're saying is recommended. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Bad's gonna happen. Apparently. Yes, you're you're absolutely right. Like everything at the very start of the game of the of the story was perfect for me. It wasn't until like as the the investigations and the updates started happening that I started having problems with the story, and I'll mm. go into why. Uh, so the next thing I have here is um, update. December 2nd, 2009. Uh, the question is who else watched Kaladin Cal- Local 21? The answer I know other people watched it for sure, including those kids who wound up at Mr. Bear's house. After some Google searches, I found a few people on the Neo Seeker forums who were discussing shows from Kaladin Local 21. They talked about the two shows I watched, but also another two shows. I had never seen before. And so like, I, I kind of got me wondering, cause like, as I was reading this part, like of the Neo seeker discussions and stuff, I wonder if the author of 1999 had read or was inspired by candle cove, which was first posted back in March of 2009. And with 1999 being posted November, 2009 till April of 2011 on the, on the uh, Slack blog. Uh, simply because of like the similar use of like forum chatter regarding like an old creepy TV show or channel that people watched as a kid. Well, also back then, like how many forums were out there? Well, and, oh, and that's forums? oh, and also like that is it is a very common or it has become a bit of a, a trope of an, uh, in investigations in creepypastas from that that t- early two like twenty tens like two thousand nine era of creepypasta where like. Yeah, like a lot of these creepypastas come off of forums or come off of like 4chan and some of that. So of course there are going to also be these people that are writing it are going to reference things that were going on on those channel, on those forums and on those chats and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like it, it is, it, it's, I, I'm not saying anything bad about it. I like this trope. <laughs> I'm just, okay. I'm just, it just had me wondering. It's like, I wonder if the, the author of 1999 had ever read, creepy, read Candle Cove. And then I had to like actually like start digging and like when was Candle Cove po- first posted? When was when was 1999 posted? I was like, okay, cool. So they like 1999 came after Candle Cove. So like there is a, there's a, a window of opportunity where like the author may have read Candle Cove. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they did, and I'm not saying like like it's fine if they if they were inspired by it, but like if they weren't, still cool. That's fine. Yeah, for sure. I'm just with inspiration. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But uh, I'll move on to the next thing I have here. Uh, this is from the same entry, but then it kind of dives into the next update. So that's all I have for now. Thanks for keeping an interest in my blog. I will try to gather as much information as I can for my next post. I've actually been getting pretty interested in this myself. I should, or it should be my, 
<clears throat> it should be my right to know what the hell happened. Then we get update January 14th, 2010. I'm sorry, I haven't posted anything in a, for a while. I kind of lost interest in this blog <laughs> since I hit a standstill while looking for more information about the identity of the owner of Kaladin Local 21. Okay, I, I know it does explain why he got he lost interest, <laughs> but I, I did get a chuckle at the sudden like mood swing. <laughs> Of yeah. like between like the updates is it like it's like yeah i'm like really i'm actually getting really excited with this then the next time it's like sorry guys i, I totally forgot about this blog because i lost interest in it <laughs> yeah it was like, kind of a bummer honestly i know but like it does explain why he he stopped getting interested because he hit a debt he hit a he hit a, a roadblock yeah it's understandable plan. but like it was, was kind of funny or odd you know yeah it was it was kind of silly it was like it kind of like it gave me a chuckle like when i read it, it's like <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> And then you keep reading, like, like explains it was, why, but it was like walking the line on that, um, on that situation that I find myself in with previous bosses, where if the the character is bored, I'm bored too. <laughs> yeah. Where he's like, I kind of lost uh, interest in this. I'm like, oh, don't say that. Yeah, <laughs> I want to yeah. be interested. <laughs> well, and that's a common thing in this story is like he loses interest in the blog or he forgets about the blog, and then he gets like, I gotta admit, I'm getting really interested again in this. <laughs> like, yeah, he forgets like five he, or six times. I, I actually, I'll just bring it up now. I have a drinking game <laughs> for oh, 1999. Yeah. Um, take a, take a shot whenever <laughs> Elliot loses interest in the blog and then gets really interested again in the mystery. So how many entries are there? That's how many shots you're taking. <laughs> yeah, basically. Also, this might be a little insensitive, but maybe have the shots be uh, orange juice and vodka. <laughs> yeah, and, and for anybody who doesn't know what I'm getting, like, if, if you haven't guessed that reference, it's in the story about what Mr. Uh, what Mr. Bear gives the kids. <laughs> so. Yeah, it gives them orange juice with a drop with, of something in with it. With a drop of some kind of sedative or something, is my yeah. guess. Yeah. But, like, yeah, like, not, that, it, it, again, this is all fictional, but it still deals I with mean, some, like, it's, it, deals, it does still deal with some real world, like, creepy, horrific shit. Yeah. So, like, like brought up yeah. Candle Cove before and comparing it yeah. to this, and, like, yes, but personally, I prefer this because this is potentially real. Yeah. No, There's like, no weird yeah. supernatural blanket to hide oh. yourself behind. This is like, this is a potentially all real world shit. You're gonna hate one of my uh, one of my theories then for the story coming up. Oh no, I'm fine with supernatural blankets. I don't hate yeah. them. I'm yeah. just saying this is creepy in a skeevy, sketchy way. In a in a grounded a story, true crime that yeah. a story like yeah. Candle Cove can't because it's supernatural. Yeah, or it's just like yeah, it's a weird like it's a mass hallucination or like people like false memory kind of thing. The channels like that's what that's what Candle Cove is. But like when I was referencing Candle Cove, I wasn't referencing it as, as like the, connecting that. them to being supernatural. Okay, okay, I know. Yeah, um, it's just when okay, you brought okay, that okay, up okay. that made me think that, so I wanted to mention. It. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Yeah. And again, just like being silly and like I don't know if it's insensitive or not. It's a fictional story, but it is grounded in true crime kind of horror. Yeah. But yeah, the just like I just threw that out there of like don't have to use the shot of of orange juice and vodka. Just like yeah, take a shot whenever the the uh Elliot get, loses interest in the blog, but then gets really interested in the mystery again. <laughs> like yeah. Uh. But I'll I'll, I'll move on to the next thing. Uh, so this is from update February 10th, 2010. I guess I haven't said much about him yet. My dad's friend, na my dad's friend's name is Mitchell Wilson. Pretty nice guy. 
he seems to understand my thirst for knowledge on what happened during the late 90s in that house. Okay, I know the story came out before a lot of like doxing issues and stuff like happened and like but there was still cyberbullying. Also, this is a work of fiction. These aren't real people. But there is an immersion level for this blog. And so I felt like some immersion kind of broke here because the this this blog sleuth investigation maybe Elliot should have used aliases and told said that he was using aliases for various names in the story. He wouldn't necessarily know to do that because he's just a dumb kid. And yeah, you're f- fine. Yeah, you could have it like because he's 15, like give him a pass on that. It still kind of just bugged me that like, oh, he's using like in the in the lore, in the setting, in in ga- in character, he is using people's real names. <laughs> and that like should not be the case because he's like referencing like an ex-cop and this other rando guy like Anthony Polo. Like we just now know that guy's name. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah just... Apparently, he's eleven at this point. No, and in this one, it's twenty ten. So he would be. Been... Oh, wait, no, sorry. Yeah, uh, math wrong. Sixteen. Yeah, he's sixteen in this one. Yeah, I also I have some math no. stuff later on in the story that I have to criticize, but I will get to that in a minute. Or uh, I have math. He's seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's about are seventeen. You counting yeah. birthdays. Yes, we are counting birthdays. Uh, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> he's, he's, okay. Well, so, he's, it, so he's sixteen to seventeen. <laughs> Okay, so in 1999, it says he's five years old. Yes. But it doesn't say whether he's had his birthday yet or not. So he becomes six in 1999. Add another... Because his birthday is in April. Yeah. Okay. I I went with generalized... (laughs) Yeah, I went with generalized things of like... He's either like five or six in in 1999. And then like... Now, now that's like 2009. He's like, well, have you? Yeah. The the thing is, when it gets to the 2010, so May 2010, he yeah. says he has his. He just got his G2 license. Yes. Which means that he has to have been 17 in May 2010. You're right. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I I have some notes later about like a, the time discrepancies that are going on, especially near the very end of the story. Um, but like, do you want me to just like skip ahead and go to that? Or do you want me to keep going? <laughs> uh, you can keep going. Okay. <laughs> um, where am I at? Anyways, well, actually, uh, before you keep going, okay. uh, when I first read that line with him, uh, dropping that guy's name. Yeah. I absolutely first read that name as Michael Winslow, the sound effects guy from police Academy. <laughs> so that's who this guy became. You know what? That's this story. <laughs> you know what that's perfectly fine yeah i have i have a similar situation coming up um i will continue though um okay. like it's not it's not this next quote and comments but it's it's coming up um so uh he took me to dave so this is the same same entry uh for uh so it's like no, february 10th 2010 um he took me to davis road police station if you don't know it's the largest station in Caledon and one of the largest within the Peel region itself. Okay, so my own sleuthing online had me look up like police stations on Davis Road in Caledon, which brought up the fact that according to Google Maps, the only Davis Road or Davis Drive in Caledon is a residential block in Alton. Um, and the only police station in Caledon is an OPP station in Caledon East. Now, in 2023. In yes, now back now maybe back 12 years ago, 
there was a station on Davis drive and that whole residential area didn't exist. I did actually street level and like the houses all look fairly new. So it isn't out of the, the, the realm of possibility that that, 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 um, uh, police station did exist on, uh, on Davis drive. And they decided to move it to a new property, uh, to a larger property. Cause like that happened, that happened in our, one of our nearby towns yeah. where like the OPP station moved to a larger facilities. Um, so I'm willing to, to chalk part of this up to, um, to, to that. I'm also willing to chalk this up to just being a fictionalized version of Kaladin in the Peel region. Yeah. Which is a, another safe way of doing it too. Yeah. Um, and then another thing I have here, um, I will sign off for now, get into university first and get information later. How hopefully I will get back to this blog as soon as possible. So at this point, like 2010, yeah, this is still the, yeah, this is still yeah, in November. Yeah, this, he's going into and he's 17 when he's, yeah. I, I, again, I'll get to that. I guys, I will, I have a whole <laughs> thing about it. I have a whole thing about that. Okay. The kids gifted, man. I, that, that was part of the thing. Yeah. Anyways. So this part, yeah, he's going to university, like going into university. It's like, you know, I kind of wish Elliot had brought up that in the story here that he was going into university for forensics rather than computer engineering, which is what we find out later what he's going for university to like, perhaps as a result of this whole experience, it got him interested into that, the, like the, uh, like that area of like, of, of expertise of like going into like crime and stuff like that. And would also kind of give more, a little bit, add a little bit more credence to his whole like cyber sleuth thing. And like his blogs, like thing, like looking into this mystery and such. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like it's just like a, it was just a, sort of a thought of of mine, like as it was like talking about him going to university. Um, but uh, I'll go into the next thing I have here. This is update May eighth, twenty ten. I wondered, or I wondered where the cellar entrance was located and whether it had been sealed up. I walked around to the back of the house and found my answer: two wooden doors lying at an almost flat angle were padlocked shut. This had to lead to the cellar. Not wanting to hang around, you cannot imagine what was going through my mind at that time. I departed. Behind the house, the empty field continued on until it reached a dense forest that lined the horizon. I wondered if that was the forest where the bodies of the children were found. I thought to myself, fuck it, and proceeded to walk across the field behind the house into the forest. As if you needed more <laughs> clarification that he's you. <laughs> so, well, exactly. yes. First off, yes. Uh, except for, except I would be a little bummed that I couldn't get into the cellar. <laughs> um, so, but here's my issue with this, actually. So you got a bad feeling about the cellar door, like locked, I might add, and decided to get away from it. That part is understandable, like speculating, like having in your head, like like dreading, like what a what if scenario, like what if someone's still around, for example, like what if Mr. Bear's still here um, or some killers in there and some of that. But then you look out to the woods behind the property after seeing the the um, uh, the, the the cellar doors and some of that, uh, where very likely those are the same forests where dead kids were found. And where someone could freely lurk and watch from a distance or watch in the shadows and such. And you just go, fuck it. And just start walking into those woods. Like, yes, that is something I would do. <laughs> but the character literally just, but the character contradicts himself because he's like freaked out by the cellar door over the implications, like, like of, of some kind of implications or getting creeped out by it. 
But then he looks, he turns around and looks at the woods, the creepy dense forest off the other side of the, the property, and says, or even like things like that's probably where the forest where those kids were burned. Fuck it. I'm just gonna go in there. It's like that is not a reaction, <laughs> a reasonable reaction after what you just had. I mean, it is. The reason he didn't go in the basement was because it was locked. I I guess. Do you think he would have went down? He probably would have went in. He there might not. Maybe he would have. Might maybe he wouldn't have. I don't. Know. It it seemed like a contradictory like reaction that he the just. The way had I it. saw it was the basement was locked. The forest ain't locked. <laughs> so I'm going in fair. the forest. All right. Fair enough. That's the way I saw it, anyways. Yeah. Uh, but I'll I'll move on to the next thing I have here. Yeah, everyone knows about that guy. He said to me as if I were stupid. Kid in the Slipknot shirt continued. He still lives around here in the storm drain. My big brother's friend says he saw him in a bear costume once, wandering around the forest at night. You know, I recently heard, I don't know if this is connective tissues or not, but like, I recently heard a fan theory that connects Winnie the Pooh to Pennywise the Clown from Stephen King's It. Like, as them being, as them being the same entity. Like, there's a, a bunch of, believe it or not, there's actually a bunch of commonalities between Winnie the Pooh and Pennywise. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, specifically from, like, the new, the newer movie. Or, like, the newer, like, two movies that came out. Um, so, rereading this, this part in particular, like, about Mr. About Mr. Bear allegedly living in a storm drain and skulking at night or, uh, in the woods got me thinking on that theory and given, you know, like the whole, like the bear costume and like the storm drain layer, which is like, they're, they're kind of, it kind of like draw, I can draw some similarities between that and like Winnie the Pooh and Stephen King's it. So now my head cannon for Mr. Bear's voice is Pooh bears or Pennywise's voice, which is also one of the similarities in, that the two characters have in the Pooh-wise. theory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because like Winnie the Pooh's voice and Pennywise's like softer, like, uh, like luring voice is very much like the same. It's like, hello. <laughs> is that all uh, they're going on? What well, basically? No, there's a lot more. Like, because like in one of the stories, like there's suddenly just a random red balloon in in one of the Winnie the Pooh uh, like cartoons that like w- uh, he finds in the in the in the uh, ever in the in the um, hundred acre wood. Rings. Yeah, and then like oh, in the hundred acre wood, and so and then like he lulls children into the woods, and like they, there's a bunch of there's a, a few like little like things that people have like drawn connections and decided to make this theory about it so again it's not it's not it's it's definitely not true but it's just like an interesting like thought idea Mm. uh or a thought experiment but um yeah now for now on though like this basically like uh uh, whatever i like was reading um uh mr bear's uh voice or like dialogue i was i was kind of thinking of like Pooh bears uh or pennywise's voice which just added on to like the creepiness of it because it's like that weird, like kind of like soft little voice. Hello. <laughs> like it's that kind of thing. Super muffled. So it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's also, yeah, it's also like, yeah, it's super muffled and Kenny. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll move on to the next thing I have here. Um, here's what the kids told me in detail. The storm drain lies ahead of the kid's fort, the same direction I was heading. The drain ends at a small river where excess water or excess water is drained out. Near the uh, near here is a small playground. The kids told me people rarely use it. The man supposedly lives in the large pipe that rainwater drains out of. 
people have seen him, although always either wearing a bear mask or the mask. Oh, or the mask and full body bear costume. Note, I do not believe this is true. And in fact, simply a myth made by the residents of Kaladin. The story does not seem plausible in any way. Why did no one call the police? Didn't this guy look suspicious? And other questions like these leave the story invalid. So unless Mr. Bear is Pennywise or a similar entity subtly manipulating the locals into not contacting the police or even manipulating the police into not investigating despite the potential layer, like location of the layer and such. Um, the reason the urban legend exists and persists in Kaladin is to give the locals a small sense of dread of the local woods, which whenever Mr. Bear is hungry for children, it has the extra spice of dread, similar to how Pennywise scares his victims before he eats them because the meal is that much sweeter. Or, you know, this is just all a lie in a local urban legend with no true grounding in reality. <laughs> um, but again, like just kind of like had, I'd already like kind of like made some connections with like the storm drain and like the bear costume and stuff like that. So like the Pennywise thing. So I decided to just dive into the, into a more of a, my connection with that. Penny, uh, Mr. Bear may be a supernatural cognivore like Pennywise. <laughs> yeah. That's a fair assumption. But yeah. I'll move on to the next thing I have here. Um, update October 7th, 2010. As of now, I am living in Waterloo, Ontario, attending the University of Waterloo for computer engineering. In brackets. Yeah, I'm a keener. What the fuck is a keener? Yeah, I was going to look that up. <laughs> well, I forgot to. According to Google, it's a Canadian term for someone who is extremely eager to please. I don't know what that has to do with being a computer engineer. Maybe because dad wants him to do it. <laughs> well i was thinking like maybe it's because he's so focused on his studies hence why he forgot the blog for like five months um also like if he is as young as he is and he's like an over maybe he's maybe he's a keener in that he's like an overachiever kind of thing um also i'm just surprised i never heard this term because it was it's an ontario term <laughs> Like it's a, it's an Ontario turn of phrase. Keeners, so <laughs> yeah, we're apparently just never around Keeners. We're all ne'er do wells. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'll move on to the next thing here, and this so this is what I, I mentioned earlier when when you said like that. Uh, for you, um, the one character is now um, or like the sh the the ex cop is now uh, uh Michael Winslow. Win yeah, Michael Winslow. This is what happened for me with this with this line specifically from here. As you can imagine, engineering is no walk in the park. So obviously, I nearly forgot about this blog. But as you can see now, I am back. Yeah, I'm guessing I'm back. <laughs> Next entry. Yeah, I'm guessing I'm back. back. Next entry. Yeah, I guess I am back. back. So it's like, I love, uh, yeah, this is like, so now, yeah, Elliot is now just John Wick. <laughs> yeah. like, and it seems silly now because we're reading it all at once. Yeah. But when you're reading it in the moment, when it yeah. stops and then you see the new update and him saying, yeah, I guess I am back like that's yeah. cool yeah and also fine. yeah exactly yeah I, i'm not there's actually nothing like bad about it it's just like i i, I just also love like out of, out of the story i just love how like the new pop culture reference to saying i'm back is now a john wick reference yeah. whereas like for the longest time because of the 80s movie the terminator it was i'll be back yeah <laughs> and now it's now it's a john wick now it's a john wick line and yeah now i can't not see elliot as being 
a younger John Wick. Keanu Reeves. John Wick. <laughs> a fifteen-year-old. Yeah, a, yeah, a fifteen-year-old Keanu Reeves wearing a John Wick like outfit. Jonathan Wick. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Wick. <laughs> Elliot Wick. Mm. Uh, but I'll, I'll move on to the next thing here. Um, now my roommate knows about all this. Uh, about all of this, he thought this letter. Or yeah, this, so this is in regard. Like he gets that like weird letter from Mister Bear from a Mister Bear uh, about like the uh, the, um, uh, the the TV broadcasting and like the public access uh, accessibility <laughs> uh, and such. And then uh, we get this quote here. It's like now my roommate knows about all this. He thought this letter was real and actually seemed more scared than I was for a second. But then I shrugged it off. So he did too. I mean, that or what are the chances of this being real? How would Mr. Bear know all about this public access TV and about when I went to Kaladin on those occasions, more or less know my email or me still being interested in his seller? Huh. Honestly, so when I read the email, it does seem like someone just trying to offer an explanation about the public access TV works, like how, how that whole thing works and how someone could use it the way Mr. Bear did and then tried to maybe creep Elliot out with the email address and the sign off. Like at least maybe the email address was made up so that it would maybe get Elliot's attention and get him to read the email more pronouncedly. I don't yeah, okay. continue. Yeah. What the hell is the reference to the email address? Just return the B return, return the bear. <laughs> yeah. But why is that like, aha, uh-huh, I see what you did there. I, I don't Honestly, I don't know why that's that. Yeah, did anyone get that? I, I just kind of like, honestly, I just shrugged it off as like, Oh, it's return the bear. Like Mr. Bear, I guess is what yeah, they're going how for. Is that like, yeah. It could yeah, be I, anything. Like, how is that? Oh, it's a hundred percent Mr. Bear's email. Yeah, I Mikey, really did. Don't. You understand? Maybe it? like return to You're be the smarter maybe? of the yeah. three of us. Yes, clearly, Mikey. Ah, uh, I don't know. Cool. So we all didn't understand it, or didn't care enough to figure. It yeah, out. we we sort of just shrugged. It. I I think we all just shrugged it off because it's like, yeah, I mean, it, it says B, so clearly it says it's, it's probably it means Mister Bear. Yeah, no, that is kind of weird. Now that I think about it, like, because why wasn't it like return like to B, Mister Bear show or something like that? You know, it'd be something that sounds like it's more like his official email, or like why or like not be like Mr. return Bear or something. Or like something even more like it'd be kind of like weird, but maybe even add more to the plot. It's like return Mr. B. Like, it's like, why do we need to? Well, no, because like it's it's a weird thing, but like it could be explained later in another entry. Like, oh, like there's something about going on or something. I don't know. It's it is kind of odd now that now you've poked the you put you've uh, you've you brought it up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, like, I don't think. Honestly, like reading this email, I don't think this is Mr. B. Uh, this is Mr. Bear either. Like, like Elliot is like re- his response. Like, I also, but I also don't entirely understand Elliot's response to it. Like him and like how he's explaining his response to it. Like, yeah, I guess getting this from someone would remind you slash inspire you to return to the blog. Oh, return maybe it's bear. no, no, return to the blog. <laughs> Return the blog. Uh, that still makes no, no sense. <laughs> yeah, but why wouldn't you just mm-hmm. 
does he have a freaking character limit like I do on my Twitter account? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I really don't know. Um, but yeah, so like it might this this email might inspire him to keep return back to the blog or the mystery and stuff like that. But like nothing in here says anything about his trip to Kaladin and such. Like Mr. Bear could have a form former knowledge about broadcasting and like stuff like we don't know yeah. we know next to nothing about his past careers he might yeah, that's be what a, i had written down like he yeah. could have worked at public access tv before yeah. he went nuts yeah exactly and also like he could have known that he went to Caledon because he still lives near the house and he was watching yeah that that's, how, how did he get his email i don't know maybe he well no actually i have an explanation i have an explanation for the email <laughs> that's really you? easy and simple we you weren't letting me talk no because i was trying to get my <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I now know how it feels. Gamer. Yeah. Um, regarding uh, the getting the email, actually, um, he probably got it off of the blog or something. Like, like just like as simple as that. Like, got it off the blog because like a lot of blog anonymous. Yeah, but but like the blog itself does have like emails. You should, like you can actually access emails and stuff like that. I don't know there, there there's there's a number of simple like like Occam's razor ways that he, uh, that the person could have gotten his email. Um, so I, I, I just found the email less weird and off kilter than I think Elliot's response was to it. Like, despite he himself agreeing, it was likely not Mr. Bear. <laughs> it was just yeah. some, it was, it, this was like basically just the first of what will probably be like hundreds of, of prank emails people are sending him. Um, and then we get the next update, uh, in November 7th, 2010. Wow. I can't believe this blog hasn't been deleted yet. I haven't checked it checked it for so long literally the last update was in october of the same year a month has passed mm -hmm. this blog has been left for far longer why would you be surprised that it was wasn't deleted this just seemed really weird to me i forgot to check the dates is it really just a month later yeah a month went by like it's october 7th it literally a month has gone by like october is it 7th a year and a month no it's 2010 and then update november 7th 2010 so Literally, like, and and literally, yeah. he's left this. He's left this thing going on for like five months at a uh, once before. So, like, yeah, yeah. It, it just seemed really weird that he was like, "Wow, I can't believe this has been deleted. I haven't checked it in so long." It's like it's literally been a month, dude. You've left it for far longer. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this, it, this is like the start of like where things start getting a little indiscrepancy with like time for this. Uh, yeah, a lot of time issues. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So the next thing I have is uh, I've had to make a, a new email. Oh, sorry, I've had to make a new email account because people keep prank mailing me, pretending to be Mister Bear. Thanks a lot, guys. Not okay. This is sort of a follow up from what I was saying earlier about the fake email with uh, from Mister Bear. I do in quotes. Uh, this part actually feels like a real reaction to dealing with a floodgate of email pranks. Like this whole story sort of teeters on a fine line dealing with like kind of like talking about smaller like a, a smaller but just as creepy real world and parasocial issue like doxing or cyberbullying yeah um even if it is unintentional in the writing it sort of kind of gives you that extra level of like real creepiness because it's dealing with like cybercrime or like with ass with with assholes on the internet that are uh, are treating you like shit by pranking you so um the the whole like anonymity thing is like a really big thing there but um yeah i'll move on to the next thing i have another update um january 21 2011 
things were pretty slow at the station because of a snowstorm. So he said I could come down anytime that day. The tapes were located at a branch not far from me. So I braved the slushy roads and terrible Brampton drivers and made my way to the Peel Regional Police Station located at the Bramley City Center. So, uh, comment number one. I wouldn't, I would suspect that it would be pretty busy at the police station during a snowstorm with an increase in like road accidents and such. <laughs> like, <laughs> it wouldn't be a slow day because of a snowstorm. Like, then again, like maybe it's a slow day at the at the off at the station because there's not a many cops there because they're all out dealing with with road accidents. Maybe I'll, maybe that's the pass on that. But number two, I did actually give, uh, I gave it the old Google Maps check, and yes, there is a police station right next to and even on the same property as the Bramley City Center. There <laughs> you go. So yeah. We have this story is like in and out, like it, it sort of like goes in and out of like being grounded in a in in reality. Like there's like parts of it that are either fictionalized or like again maybe the places just don't exist anymore because it's been like over a decade since we since the story since this blog first was released. But mm-hmm. um, and and things can change. Hell, things change really fast, especially in like developing areas. Like Brampton, has, Brampton has changed so much since I moved out of it. It has become just a, a, a sprawl of, of suburbs and such. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, my dad used to live in freaking uh, Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Back then. Well, like, I remember, like, it took, like, two, maybe, like, five, ten minutes to, dr- uh, to drive out of our neighborhood. And you hit farm, like, open farmland and, like, greenery. And then, like, you go. Now it's, like, more like 20 to 30 minutes you, than you get out of the sprawl of, like, industry, industrial parks and, like, suburbs. And then yeah. you're you're getting into like the more pastoral rural areas outside of Brampton. Mm-hmm. Um, but I digress. I'll move on to the next thing here. Uh, yeah, this next one I have is uh, the Inri poem from Mr. Baird Elliott. So it's between update January 21, 2011 and update April 5th, 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, regarding the poem, um, did Mr. Baird somehow access Elliott's blog and post this or some other person just like randomly post like, 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 just hack his his blog. Um, Elliot does eventually address the entry, um, but it's like in the last part of the last entry we get of this the story, and I feel like there should have been like a more recent, like a more immediate like reaction posted or something about this this uh, this poem. Yeah, or just something around it saying like this wasn't quoted by me. Like I didn't write this, but I'm leaving it in. Like say that yeah. first. Yeah, because like literally, it's like so. Like, yeah, it happens. Like the Inri, like once upon a time, uh, there lived a boy named Elliot, and it keeps going on about like uh, help us, oh, Elliot, burn us, burn I, I with us. I think I know Elliot. why, though. Hang on. Yeah, because he but, posted the last one. Yeah, April fifth, twenty eleven. Yeah, where goes more to come soon, Elliot, and then it got hacked, and the hacker put that at the end of his last entry. Oh, okay. So, so it then wasn't, he does it was a new update saying, oh, okay, here we are. But I feel like he should lead with it. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, cause I'm looking at like the next entry that he posts and like he, it is in that entry cause that's the last entry, but it's like, not like till like the last part of it, basically. Uh, yeah, the, um, it's like four or five paragraphs in, it's like the video suddenly cut out, or cut, to, cut to dawn, the camera position, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it talks about like this, like, um about one of the um uh the 
Oh no, that's still about the camp, like but one of the episodes, and it does mention Inri in it, because uh, Inri was put was painted or was printed on a on a sign next to the uh, the um, uh, Mr. Bear costume. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I'm trying to find where it is in this book because I know way, it's, it's not yeah. right there, so it should yeah. be the, like the very first thing he addresses because it's pretty obvious. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, that's that's that one. That's the thing about the Inri poem. Um, the last thing I or the last couple of things I have here are oh god, there's a couple because it's all in the same update. It's that April fifth, twenty eleven update. Um, I wanted to update more. I truly did. However, certain circumstances had turned me off the whole Kaladin Local Twenty One thing. I've since ha- then had hundreds of emails about the bl- about my blog and was even in contact with a magazine about my story. But now is the time to come clean to everything. Where have I been for an entire year? Where? What, what do you mean? Like an entire year? The last update was January 2011. Like this year. <laughs> like even even before that, there were like a, like a couple more um entries during like updates during 2010 in in which yeah. elliot explains where he's been and what he's been doing like this is a very odd remark <laughs> like where have i yeah i'm to come clean for where i've been for like are you are just going to reveal that all of those updates have been false <laughs> but, but no yeah. we never really get like a, a kind of like a admission of like falsification and and then we get this <laughs> Wilson was obvious. So this is like when he's getting ready to like finally watch the last tape or tapes. Um, Wilson was obviously reluctant to show me, but I was persistent. He gave me an offer. If I was still interested by the time I turned 20, he would show me the tape. Not being able to do much else. I just played the waiting game. By the time my 20th birthday rolled around, I was definitely still interested in viewing the tape. Okay, so that that sentence right there at the end, like by the time I rolled around, mm-hmm. by the time my twentieth birthday rolled around, I was definitely interested mm-hmm. in doing the tape. And it goes on; he does watch the tape, so it insinuates that he's twenty here. That's not yep. how the math works, um, because nope. <laughs> entry number one in the blog, we find out like 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 Mikey had mentioned earlier, Elliot says he is five years old in nineteen ninety nine. It is now twenty eleven in the updates, so twelve years have passed. That doesn't make him 20 years old. That makes him 17. So or 18. Or or 18. Yeah. Give or take because of the so his 20th birthday wouldn't have rolled around yet. Furthermore, yeah. while there's no technical age limit to entering university in Canada, as I re- as I quickly uh, as, as I Googled and researched this, Elliot would have started university for com- his computer engineering at about the age of 15, 16. Not unheard of, and maybe this is why he called himself a keener earlier. He's just like really like smart and gifted in terms of like um like getting things done at a young age. But the average age of high school graduates is 17 to 18. Uh and then again, like like we brought up the uh G2, um, you would have had to have been like 16, 17. You would have had to have been 17. Actually, I, because I remember he, looking at it, it was nope. 16 for G2. Uh, G1 is 16. You have to wait an entire year before you can get your G2. It says at least 16 years of age for getting your G2 license. Well, you 
have to be <laughs> six, at least 16. Okay. But you have to start the process at 16 to get your G1. Which okay. means you would actually get it at 17. Oh, okay. actually, no, it doesn't take you a full year to get your, your G1. It says eight. Uh, it does, the... you, you have to wait a full year of having your G1 to get your G2. Yes, G2. Um, but he can get and... his G1 the same day he goes in. I'm literally yeah, looking but... at like an Ontario driver license things now, right now, to like confirm this stuff. Things we have to Google. I know. Well, it, it could the... be worse. CSIS could be based... looking at our stuff like in in horror right now. Based in the timeline, yes. Yeah. It at that time, it you had got your G1 at 16. You did a written test, and then you had to wait a full year before you could even take the G2 test. Okay. But still, yeah. So again, my 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 stance stands. There's still indiscrepancies here. Um, like yeah, there's a there's a bunch of like just time plot holes uh, at the yeah. tail end of this creepy pasta that really irked me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, it, yeah. it you know it's actually quite hilarious about all these time discrepancies. Yeah. What? Uh, they're fixed in the play drive version. Oh, that sucks. Are they? That sucks. <laughs> oh, it, it goes to 2014 in the uh, right. You're right. Version. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Maybe well, anyways, wasn't aware yeah. of it, and now he is aware of it. So maybe yeah. we're helping. Maybe, maybe, maybe he'll maybe he'll get around to fixing this, or you know, who knows? If he ever checks this out. Um, but uh, second lost episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As we get another, uh, as we get another DMCA. <laughs> um, maybe don't mention that. I don't want to put him on blast. No. Well, to be fair, um, a lot of the other, like a lot of the other, like videos and 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 podcast stuff that have tackled mm-hmm. 1999 have had their episodes taken down because they were dealing with stuff that was uh was not was the stories after. The twenty let this this last update. So all the ones that like de- most of the ones that had that were dealing with the story from t- the uh, from before the t- uh, before any of those modifications or those mm-hmm. postings on the creepost.wiki and sites so and stuff like that, those have stayed up. So we're covering the original material. So yes, yeah. So we're fine. Hopefully, mm-hmm. second yeah, last episode maybe. coming. <laughs> second last episode incoming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, move on to the next thing I have here. Um he was right though. I had nightmares for weeks. I gave up. I didn't care about the whole thing anymore. A sick man burned a bunch of kids alive, attracting them with the with a fake kids TV shit channel. With a fake kids TV channel. I could have been one of the victims. Yet I'm still here. I suppose I should be grateful, but I feel guilty. Am I still here by pure luck? And to me, like reading this, it added this like, little extra added bit of like tragic, of, like kind of like sadness or tragic melancholy to uh, to Elliot's character because like it sounds like Elliot is just suffering from survivor's guilt. Yeah, 100%. Um, and that's uh, from from a fictional point of view, that's great <laughs> because he should be because like that's sort of it, well, it, it, it's logical for him to be like feeling that kind of stuff yeah. psychologically, but, like and for this, that's how it's affected him over these years. Mm-hmm. So. Just be, and it explains why he's become consumed by the constant "what if" scenario in his mind, and wanting him to investigate this whole matter. It 
and and look, seek out some kind of closure or redeeming himself in his own eyes. Like it gives him a motivation to be doing this blog in uh, in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I, I was down for that. Like that, like from a from a narrative point of view. Sad that it's happening to the character, but it's, yeah. Of course. Uh, and then the last thing we have is uh, I'm over episode thirty one now. The I, the image of what I saw will stick with me for a while, but I want to do one last hurrah. I will get into. Con- uh, I will get into contact with Mitchell Wilson again and hopefully get set up with the tapes in the possession of the other Peel police branches. I'll try to update you guys as soon as I can. I'm sure this won't take so long again. Thank you to everyone who still reads, who still reads this Elliot. And with that, it seems for good or ill, Elliot never returned to the blog Maybe he finally decided to give up and move on with his life. Maybe he found something he couldn't deal with, or maybe he got killed by Mr. Bear. Who knows? Maybe I he sort just of forgot about it. And five years later, he was like, oh, I totally forgot about this blog again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe it's deleted or hasn't been deleted yet. <laughs> yeah. It's so long. It's like, there we go. That's a little more accurate. Yeah. I sort of, so like, this is just kind of like Boyle says, like, I sort of wish this last entry didn't include the desire to return to the tapes at the police station. Like it makes it sound like there's going to be more. Yeah. Like, because it felt like he was, fin- he was finished. Like the paragraph, literally the paragraph, the second last paragraph, he was like, I'm done with it. And stuff of that, but then he was like, let's go on one last hurrah and, and want to find more of those tapes from the other peel regions. And I was like, this isn't Ted, the caver where he says he's going to return uh with uh with more information after he goes back into the cave and presumably and and then never talks about him because he was presumably killed or disappeared by whatever was in that cave it really to me it seems like out of place uh, or like the author was hoping to do more and then just never did but like why project that in the last entry given elliot's state of mind in the final entry yeah I, it kind of does cheapen that yeah. uh, the uh, the last video uh, watching things yeah. he did because he watched the one that traumatized him. He's like, I don't want to see this ever again. And then exactly. he's like, like, I want to see more. Like, yeah, so like, mind, yeah, exactly. It's like wishy washy. And I feel like if it had like said, like, I don't want to do this anymore, um, this is the last one, Elliot signing out, you then have the opportunity to come back with another update if you want and saying something has pushed you to come back. Like you, like you had earlier, like with when when we were brought up earlier, like when uh, the story could have ended when he was like retelling the story, and then suddenly he was getting these updates that we never, like we were never sure he was going to get another update, right? So I just I feel like this one, it, it, I feel like the, the ending could it should have end it should have concluded here with a more meaningful finality to like him to like his his uh his journey here, like maybe that what maybe watching episode thirty one was the final straw of him just giving this up because it it was just so horrifying and, and horrific um and he did kind of get his answers as to like what mr bear had done to those kids he he got to see what happened to them so like yeah mr bear's still out there but maybe he's not maybe maybe it's maybelline or maybe uh elliot will will just move on with his life and become a computer engineer and maybe even leave Ontario entirely to get, re- to get away from all this. That's what it seemed like he was doing. Like he, he moved to Ottawa. Uh, he, he moved, um, he moved universities to Ottawa because he wanted to get away from, from that area. So yeah, it just felt like 
this ending was sort of just like lackluster cliffhanger for no reason. And it didn't really need to be. So I, yeah, I would have. Yeah. I don't know what could have happened. He could have went back to the house. He could have opened the lock. Like broke the he lock up, been, went down yeah. and got killed. Then yeah. how could he have responded again? Yeah, no. And I get that. But I'd like, I, where it worked were Ted the Caver. For me, for this one, it didn't work because I was like, I just didn't like it. Like, I felt like it should have had some kind of like sense of like he's giving up on it. And then, like, um, and then, and then, like, we had the opportunity, like, afterward to like do it. But yeah, there could be a way to do finality in it. His uh, blog's been hacked before. Oh, shit. Yeah. Basically, maybe have like he one says last that. Yeah. And then the next one is just a creepy um, Mr. Bear uh, message. Like you could just be saying to anyone who wants to come to see Mr. Bear, here's the address. <laughs> oh man, to quote Walter White, you're goddamn right. <laughs> that is, yeah that that is how you you would you should that should, this should have like come to a close is have like one more Inri poem, but like ha, and have Mr. Bear basically and so that was Mr. Bear that hacked his computer, yeah, and and posted that like this like it's like. Elliot's with his friends now, with me and the fallen angel. Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> it's like, and we now have we now know the fate of of poor poor Elliot. The next season of Mr. Bear Cellar is starting soon. Oh God! Yeah, so, like it's happening again. At, uh, Return it's, the bee. It's happening again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that was. Uh, yeah. That, that's basically like the last bit of my my actual thoughts for the story. It's just like the ending was kind of lackluster for me, and like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Mikey, the East Ends Revival. Do you have any more? Um. Yes, I have a little bit. Excellent. Um. So the quote here. Uh, back in November two thousand nine. The channel was only available to older TVs because the signal was one only picked up by rabbit ears weaker frequency uh for me most of this uh isn't needed it's just fluff mm-hmm. like you don't need to say weaker frequency just say that it was a local channel you could only get via rabbit ears because um if i recall some of the rabbit ears i had uh, had a coaxial end to them so a lot of tvs have a coaxial input so it's one of those technology things like, oh, well, only the older TVs picked it up because of rabbit ears. Well, no, it's any TV with a coaxial input that can have rabbit ears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it was a it was, um, well, because I think I think it was going with like some because it was going on the boob TVs that had like the built in bunny ears rather. But like, yeah, you can absolutely get like an attachment bunny ears. Yeah, uh, to certain t- to certain older analog TVs. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then uh, to add more to the university issue, mm-hmm. without mentioning age. Um, so, in October 2010. Uh, As of now, I am living in Waterloo, Ontario, attending the University of Waterloo for computer engineering. Then in November 2010, he says he's attending university in Ottawa. 
Yeah, he had. He, the, yeah, there was a, a sudden switch. He, he had a sudden transfer from Waterloo to to Ottawa for some reason. Like within like what, like month, like a month or to- a month or more. Yeah. Yeah, I wait, I did wait. I did recall that, and I was like, mm, I'll let it pass. But I don't think that's. I mean, that ha- it can happen. Like you can like yeah, if you don't like you can have a transfer to another university. Um, because they're all like all the universities up here are like connected via like like they, mm-hmm. they have they have, a, they have a network of universities and colleges and stuff and if that's yeah. the case at the end of the day do we need to know why he transferred universities no because we're not here about his no his normal life we hear about television local 21 <sighs> yeah well the the problem is is that it doesn't happen during a regular transfer time uh so uh for college and universities it's uh what september January and I think April or something like that. Yeah. Where you would transfer. So the fact that it's between October and November, like literally a month <laughs> and he's switched and that, that just doesn't really work in the university saying, cause he'd be losing a bunch of credits and stuff. Yeah. Like I, um, I see where both of you guys are coming from. Like, yeah. D- gamer, it's, it's, you're right. Like, isn't necessarily it isn't necessary because we're here for the Kaladin stuff but on Mikey's point of view you also kind of want to try and make it make sense for like why like why he's done that like you want to have like that extra like add a bit of like groundingness for like the immersion yeah but he could just say Mm -hmm. he's been busy with school like having this extra stuff that allows people to see the flaws in the logic just makes it harder you know yeah, because like, and and well, at the end of the day, him moving from Ottawa to Waterloo, or sorry, Waterloo to Ottawa, or whatever. Yeah. Um, that doesn't do anything for the story itself. And well, the the only thing is that in Waterloo, he's closer to Kaladin. Yeah, like Kaladin, which is means like he can Waterloo. investigate. Oh, I guess. And in Ottawa, he's far away, so that it was his excuse to why he hasn't been updating because he's too far away. Yeah, that, uh, that's what I was it, doing. Yeah. Yeah. So what when as gamers point out, he could just say I was busy with school. And yeah, true. You don't need distance. <laughs> yeah. Then you don't have to worry about the transfer during non-transfer times and all that. Yeah. Because like, I just said fuck the credits, I'm transferring, I want to get away. Well, and that's that's what I was also kind of thinking. <laughs> that's why again I gave it a pass was because like, well, maybe he just like this was sort of a thing where like he's getting too like he doesn't feel safe in Ontario so, or like in 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 uh like so close to Kaladin. So he's moving like eight hours away or six hours away in like the far end of Ontario, like, like what you have you. So yeah, it, it, I was able to give it a pass, but like, I can also see where like both of you guys are coming from with this. It's like, yeah, there's Mm -hmm. it's, it's superfluous, but also like you kind of want to have some stuff make sense so that it's like, you're not having indiscrepancies, but you also, he's also kind of giving an explanation why he, he was, he just like, he just bounced from Waterloo and went on to Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can insinuate a, uh, a plausible excuse. Why? Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, my next note is my last time discrepancy. Uh, <laughs> I just got to get it out there. That's fair. <laughs> um, the INRI post uh, was posted between January and April. Yeah. Yet we have end up with this quote. 
I have contacted my webmaster about the entry and was told that it was posted on Halloween. Oh, spooky. Wait. Wait. <laughs> uh, what? Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Wait. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I, cause the inner, there's the inner, like, so like, yeah, the first, the last one before the inner thing was, was update January 21, 2011. Then mm-hmm. the, we, then we get the INRI poem and then mm-hmm. update April 5th, 2011. That, uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, the Halloween thing. Like, you, if yeah. the last update was like November or sorry, like, um, <clears throat> no, like early October or. Yeah. Yeah. This is I think this is I think there's I think this is like a temp like a, a temporal a time <laughs> discrepancy. Um when yeah. when he was saying like I can't believe it's it's been like a whole like here's what I've been doing because it's been like a whole year. And I think I think he thought that the last update was 2010 and that this yeah. one was 2011. I think that is the problem here is the whoever either the author or like the creator the character um didn't realize that the last update was like actually like the same year as like the next update Mm -hmm. so it kind of yeah like that's that's again it's one of it's part of the time plot holes i had that really kind of made Mm -hmm. the ending kind of suffer uh for me um yeah so like there's a bunch of like little like indiscrepancies with like when things were positioned time like in terms of the timeline but yeah um yeah again that's this is like just thank you mikey (laughs) you're just hammering the home that like there's so many little like time disp- discrepancies at the end of this, by the end of the story that I was like, this is really, this really kind of sucks. Like this, like I, it was like yeah. really like, ruining my, 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 uh, my vibe while reading it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing, like the, the times don't make sense. Yeah. Um, so it's not, the, even, like, the, it's not even simple. You're it's not like, getting an yeah. accurate timeline. Yeah, uh, of the events. <laughs> yeah, because it's like it's not even like one or two, and like they're not simple time discrepancies. It's like they're pretty blatant time, like time discrepancies, and there's more than a couple. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. All right, and then uh, it's time to be critically silly. Oh boy! So. Uh, not wanting to hang around, you cannot imagine what was going through my mind at that time. <laughs> I departed. He's dead. <laughs> he, just, like, he just like. Oh, he died uh, as in departed. Yeah, I departed. Yeah. He, like I just imagine like him like looking in horror at like the closed cellar door, and it's like I departed, and he just like just ragdolls to the ground, like like yep. the strings have all been cut. It's like. Ugh. Screen cuts to a ghost at a typewriter. Yeah. <laughs> like, being a ghost is weird. <laughs> yeah. My life is a ghostwriter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wait. This is the secret mm-hmm. origin for ghost for the ghostwriter from that from that uh, that TV show is in the, the 90s. 90s. Because he was because the ghost would 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 type on a computer. And so like that's and he was go- and 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 Elliot was going into computer engineering. Wow. Who is a ghost in the machine? Wow. <laughs> also, anybody that doesn't know what Ghost Rider is, check it out. It's really—I don't know if it's actually. In <laughs> yeah. 
it's been too long and i was like i i remember as a kid i didn't really care for it as much like i watched <laughs> yeah. it but like maybe it's yeah. more of an adult kind of show I, th- I think i think it was like like it was geared toward like older teens and i was like real, i was pretty young when i watched it so yeah but yeah, it it was like <laughs> I love that like half-hearted like, it's like go check it out. It's really I uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, that was that was good. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, this could be the secret origin of the of the Ghost Rider. It could be. Mm-hmm. Sorry, writer. <laughs> I do also just love the the image of like of Elliot. <laughs> Just like looking on in horror at the, at the sailor, just like Ugh, and just like falling <laughs> to the ground as he yeah. departed. <laughs> I just keep imagining him just like falling backward, like but his knees are still up. He's like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> uh. That was good. All right. Anyway, I and a tangent with that one. <laughs> yeah, that we had critical <laughs> mass of silliness <laughs> with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So, uh, my next actual thought is just a, a generalization that uh, when I was reading this, uh, it felt like he was always holding back some information for the next post, but then we get different information in the next post and then he's holding back more and then <laughs> we yeah, get more different information. <laughs> yeah. I, the, uh, honestly, I didn't really like, I, I can kind of like thinking back on it. I can kind of see what you guys mean. But like when I was reading, like I remember reading it and it's like, I don't think I got that vibe, but like, I can like thinking back on it, maybe there was, but there was a couple where it's like, he is insinuating. He knows some critical information. And he's going to tell us, but so, then he doesn't. Also, yeah, actually, here's the thing that, that I don't think ever gets answered. He heard, like, when he when he uh, finally heard the voice of the guy in the woods, like, in one of those, like, those episodes that he didn't watch as a kid, he recognized the voice of the person. I, I guess it's supposed to insinuate that, like, he recognized it as being Mr. Bear's voice. Yeah. But, like, it, that's one that is, like, it, I remember, like, reading it, and it's like, is this going to come up again? Like, is he going to, like, find some revelation that's, like, somebody in his life? It's his dad. Yeah, oh, cool. oh, that would be such a like. That's why the dad didn't care because he knew. Yeah. Oh, that would have been bringing him to the house. Like, oh shit, the cops are here. Okay, let's go. Yeah, he's like, oh shit, this is fine. Yeah. We never, we never see his. We, yeah, we never really see his dad again. Um, like it is mentioned like offhandedly, but it's mostly about like his dad's friend. Um, I'm I'm guessing it's a single parent household because like we never hear about the mom. No. But like in the childhood stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah, it is, it is, it is interesting like that. Uh, like, yeah, I guess, I guess there are some things where like, I guess he was, it did feel like he was kind of keeping some things back for the entries. That is sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like when you're, when you are writing a fake blog series and like, you do have that, you have like things prepared ahead of time. Yes. You, it is sort of a, a, a knife's edge of like trying to figure out like how to write things where like you don't, your character doesn't know the answers, but you do. And like how to make that like writing. Yeah. Like how not to reason why the character can't talk about it. Right now, which is yeah. the main thing that I think could have been used really well here is like he witnessed some shit. I'm still yeah. recovering from it. I'm not talking about it right now. 
yeah like the four like mm-hmm. and, and it worked well like with the foreshadowing of the police and like uh early on in the story like when he's like foreshadowing like the police have have interviewed him a couple of times about things it's like that's fine that works because we're going to get that information mm-hmm. but then yeah. in like the when the updates like yeah like i can see like the frustration of like well like tell us the information don't just keep trip feeding us but mm. yeah So that's the end of my actual thoughts. All right. Gamer, you're up. I suppose it's boot my time, eh? Anybody? Mm-hmm. I say it's a boot time, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's all right, all right, all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so early on, it says, uh, the year is 1999. That sentence brings me back to my senior kindergarten class when I was five years old. Ah, senior kindergarten, all the elderly babies. When you think about it, it's the twilight years of being a baby before they turn into a kid, right? Yeah. That's why it's it's, senior, right? It's the Angelica years (laughs) rather Mm -hmm. than the the Tommy Tommy Pickles years. Mm -hmm. And then regarding like all the timestamps and shit. Yeah. I appreciate, but like didn't really understand them. AKA like the first set of um, timestamps, all the 1999 related ones. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, the, yeah. I don't get them because like Nair is listing these shows as he recalls them from his childhood. I called him Nair cause I forgot his name is Elliot. Um, <laughs> Elliot <laughs> is listing. Uh, so like half of my notes oh, will say yeah. Nair and half of them will say Elliot. Oh, no. Regardless, oh. Elliot is listing these shows as he recalls them from his childhood. Yeah. Each tied to a month for some reason. Wait, cause that's when he, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like, cause we don't get a, a an initial timestamp, like the first entries timestamp, but then he's using timestamps for like the months when, uh, like he's uh, the the timestamps for like April nineteen ninety nine, and then like May nineteen ninety nine. Those is explaining like those are the months like the, the uh what what happens in those in those timestamps is like how he interacted with channel or with 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 channel local or Callan local twenty one. Okay, but yeah, at the start. He said that the station only ran a few shows since it only ran for five hours a day. So shouldn't Mm. all of these shows be the ones that he's watching in a day, like during the five hour period? What does the timestamp have to do with it? It's not showing the same show for five hours for an entire month. I I think actually that might have been what it was doing. Like was like the it's just uh, one show on repeat for five hours every single day for an entire month. It might or might have been. (laughs) It should have said that then because I was under the impression that it didn't have many shows. It, that's what it said. It doesn't have many shows because it wasn't on for very long. Mm-hmm. And the length of it tied to the amount of shows would only be relevant if it's trying to play multiple shows in that time slot. So the way I saw it is all these shows are playing all the time, but he's only talking about one per month for reasons. Yeah. It's a, also, I, I kind of got the impression that some of the shows were like, were like they, they went on for way longer than like a normal show would like, the guy just had the camcorder going for like a long time, but it, but it wouldn't be streaming it. It would be like videotaped. So yeah, yeah it's edited yeah. together. Yeah. So it is a little, it is a little odd like that. Cause I, I got the impression that like these, like these select episodes that we're getting between the months are just like whenever, um, Elliot keeps like, like going back to channel 21. Like I imagine like maybe he's like, he's watching it for a little bit. And then the one show goes like goes and then it starts like rerunning. It's like, okay, I'm going to turn it off because like, I've already seen this episode. But it should have said that, like you said. I don't know. It just yeah. says, like, every, everything he was talking about sounded like it played multiple shows per day. Gotcha. So I, yeah. the, 
timestamp stuff didn't make sense to me. I wish it was just the timestamps were basically just like Mr. Bear's Cellar. That's the title to this. And then it talks about it. Yeah. Because each one is just talking about a different show anyways. Yeah. And really the, the only, the only one that really make the, the only time set that really counts was the August one. Cause that was the one where he almost like, he almost uh, like got taken or was almost, uh, was almost the last victim. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, all of them before this could just be the, the subtitle is like Mr. Bear seller episode 23, <laughs> Mr. Bear seller episode 28. <laughs> But then the August one is like, like when it's a date, it's something that's happening in his life. But when it's yeah. just talking about the show, have it just be the title talking about the show. Yeah, I get you. Also, I do feel like this, like, because these these timestamps are not the like the timestamp for the, the the blog entry. These are no. basically this first this whole first section is just one big story that he wrote on his blog. Yes, I know that. Um, yeah, no, no, I'm I'm just like confirming, like just like iterate, reiterating that. I'm not like accusing you of not knowing that. Um, but um, I, I often not know things, so I have to assume yeah. so <laughs> that you're I, assuming I, I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, oh, God. Um, so I do feel. Also, uh, you were talking about the email thing. Uh, he has contact me about this story. Slack Lelaine at gmail.com. Oh shit! <laughs> On the right at the top of the story. Never mind. Yeah, okay, that's uh, how. Yeah, but um, but also going but going back to the thing, um, so right before the year is nineteen ninety nine, I feel that's where we should get a timestamp of like when this blog, this first blog entry was posted, and then all other ones are just the updates, right? Yeah, yeah, because I I do feel like the April, like May, June, July, whatever, they those ones honestly didn't need to be there because I get like you said, like the um. Yeah, they really don't do anything. The the big ones would be like the titles of the episodes he watched. And then like everything else is just paragraphs of like the fluff in between. And again, they could mean yeah. something if it's <clears throat> put down that held in local 21 only runs one show all day, all month yeah. for that five hour period. If that's the or, case, that's fine. Say so. And just say during this month, this show was airing. Or it should also explain, like, it's like this, the channel only ran a few shows, probably because it was uh, only operational between four and nine. I only watched a few, like, I, I, I would get bored pretty easily and only watch, like, a, like a, a couple of, a, like, a half hour to an hour of it, and then I would leave. Or I would switch, I would find another channel. So, like, that would give it, because later on, like, he finds that, like, he, there were other shows that were playing that he was not aware of, because he didn't watch those episodes. Or he didn't watch them at those times. So I, I think it, it needs yes, to have, yeah, it needs true. to have something, it needs to have something extra to add it to like explain why he's like dipping in and out of channel 21. Yeah, you're right. So yes, either of those corrections could help us a lot. I think. Yeah. But I shall move on. <laughs> so um, regarding the camera work of Mr. Bear's cellar, yeah. it says that it's filmed on a crappy camcorder, mm-hmm. but it's showing Mr. Bear all the time. So when I was first reading this, I was like, how was this actually physically filmed as a quote unquote cameraman myself? Not really. <laughs> um, so like, does Mr. Man of uh, that, does Mr. Bear have a cameraman? <laughs> Mr. Man, bear pig. Yeah. Does Mr. Man have a camera bear? <laughs> no. Does Mr. Bear have a cameraman or does well, Mr. Bear like set up the camera, record the scene, get up, turn it off, move the camera to the next spot, record, etc. I ask this because yeah. when it comes to the knocking on the door, they'd be <laughs> waiting there for him while he sets up the tripod and gets the shot and hits record, goes up, 
brings the kids in, they walk down past the camera, and then he stops recording and brings the tripod into the other room. Well, yeah, you're you're absolutely right because like I I, I kind of got the idea that he was just doing a tripod and it was a, a one man job. And but I'm fine I with do that. Also... I'm just curious how it's actually being shot. Yeah, the problem is also I remember it saying that the police expect suspected more than one person was behind this. Um, but I don't, and and so like that's kind of where I thought that is this there actually a second person like uh, like a camera guy helping yeah. him in some of the stuff. But like it seems like it's mostly just Mr. Bear. Or the guy inside the Mr. Bear costume, like doing stuff and then putting it on a tripod and and, and what have you. But yeah, it should be added. Some extra stuff should be added. For it that is kind well. of extra creepy to have him do it all. Yeah. But it it's... would make more sense for the show to seem like a real show if there was a cameraman doing it. Yeah. If there's somebody who was like actually like behind the camera, like pivoting the uh, the camera and such. Yep. And they could be wearing a creepy disguise as well, of course, or what have you. Yeah, he's Mr. Hare. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, he's, he's just a rabbit. <laughs> mm-hmm, yep. This is really just bordering into Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> it's it like, kind you know, of is. Yeah. But this is this was proto uh, Five Nights, but like, of course, yeah, like Mr. Five Bear is, is like, this. yeah, Mr. Bear is Freddy's. Oh God, is like the sequel is just like it takes place in a, an old dilapidated Chuck E. Cheese because <laughs> they were a dime a dozen in in the uh, in that area too. Yeah, like in 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 and around the area where I used to live in. in um in in around brampton like there was like at least like a couple of chuck e cheeses or like those kind of restaurants so mm-hmm. but yeah but yeah indeed so moving on <laughs> uh um in regards to him like giving his his uh address out and uh like to, for people to mail him and stuff i suppose that's how the police eventually caught up to him we kind of brushed on this yeah yeah because like i guess before he was just taking kids off the street but as both both of you have said before like 17 kids is a lot of kids to go missing without the cops (laughs) catching up to him like is he that good also if if so like i maybe there were instances where like the address came back on the screen as well and that's how like some of the kids like found the show and then like went there but like were they were they just like leaving their houses and going by on on their own or were they having similar to what elliot had where his their parental unit was taking them there and then just leaving them there. Yeah. And if that's the case, <laughs> like, fine. But the, the parent would come back and be like, where's my kid? Why and is then, no one here? I'm going to the police. Exactly. Or like, we even had the kid who's like, like my, 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 uh, my, my, uh, my sister has to come back or something like that. And like, it's like an older kid. It's like, so it's just like, what the hell is going like, there's a little, a little bit of indiscrepancy of like how the, he's getting away with some of this. <laughs> I might be confusing this with another story we read recently, but were all the other kids like homeless kids or is that a different story I'm, I'm thinking about? You're referring to um, Joe, we did way back a couple weeks ago. Um, what, a, a bad night with the, with the cat, with the zombie kids. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, those ones were like, like, it was a big corporation. So the corporation could ghost parents or people who talked and yes that. right and th- this one yeah. is probably kids that watch the show yeah. so had a family and then their families don't care that they're <laughs> also I, actually also in the in that story the kids were being kidnapped like by like some thugs like yes, at random we're talking about this story. yeah yeah for this story like they could have been like locals that went there or they could have been like he maybe mr bear or the guy who played mr bear drives out to like another location like another na- another town or something because again kaladin is not the thing is Kaladin isn't actually a like spoke uh, like a, a centralized city or town. It's 
basically half of half of Peel region is Kaladin. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like kilometers and kilometers of forest, marsh, farmland, and some ur- and and urban development. So he probably just drives around in his white panel van. Yeah. And goes to various uh, parks. And kids are like, oh, it's Mr. Bear. Can I be on your show? And he's like, fuck yeah, kid. Come on, get in. Probably doesn't say it like that. Yeah, it's like, oh, yes, come back. Oh, fuck yeah, bud. Get in. Let's go for a rip. (laughs) God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Here here I am trying to make it like do like the creepy Winnie the Pooh voice. And you're like, oh, fuck yeah, bud. Let's go. Let's go for a rip. Let's go for a rip. Let's get a. Let's get ourselves a double double at Tim Hortons. Or the yeah. <laughs> get a farmer's wrap too if you're hungry. Well, that that's that's anachronistic because farmer's wraps are actually only been around for a few years. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, fine. I can't have fun here. Not okay. when it's 1999. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. No one had fun in 1999. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll get some. We'll get some Tim some Tim bits as well for the little ones. Mm-hmm. But either way, I'll move on. Yeah. <laughs> so um, in the February 10th, 2010 uh, entry, this is regarding the dad's friend. He seems to understand my thirst for knowledge on what happened during the late 90s in that house. He feels it was wrong that my dad went so long without telling me much. So personally, me, I disagree with that. His yeah. dad let him have a normal childhood. He would have yeah. ruined mm. Elliot. Like for the rest of his life, if he told him about it sooner, like he yeah, gets like, back in the yeah. car and Elliot's like, "How come I can't go on the show?" Well, son, Mister Bear is a murderer, and you are about to be killed. <laughs> we narrowly, it's like because of my negligence, we we narrowly uh, averted your death. Your what? <laughs> yeah, seventeen children were were uh, were were taken by this man and put into the forest and burned alive. <laughs> yeah i know it's like it's like i i 100 agree with you like I mean, he's I, already the worst dad but he, at least he's not that bad yeah like this like a kid can bounce back from like this little hiccup i don't know how well they'd be able to bounce back from like being told that they were nearly uh kidnapped and killed by a by a serial child murderer yes so the dad get Who's still at large? That's the other thing. The the Mr. Bear is still at large. The kid would be in constant fear that he was going to be taken in the night. Yep. Because that's exactly how a kid would react to that. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, Michael Winslow. (laughs) I don't. I don't think he was right about that. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I hard hard disagree for uh, for the the ex cop friend. It's like Mm -hmm. yeah. No. Like let the kid have what what childhood he still had left yeah and also like so he's showing the kid all of these type tapes uh what in 2010 so he's how old is he in 2010 2010 um i gotta do the math (laughs) he's 2009 so it's so it's it's 11 years in the future so so he's five plus 11 so 16 he's six he's about 15 16 now in 2009 to 2010, he would have been about 15 or 16. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. That's I don't the, know how I no, feel he's... about a police officer showing a 16 year old kid all this stuff, you know? Well, 16 year old, I can kind of. 16, year, 16 years is kind of 
that like border he's time seen some shit by then it's, it's that border age like he's he's a teenager he's he's like he's becoming an adult like and, and the, the the to the cop's credit he is saying you sure you want to, you sure about that you yeah. sure about that you sure you want to do that <laughs> like he is that kind of like he is trying to like you sure you want to watch this, this is pretty graphic like it's pretty bad and like the guy Kitty was like, I've watched all the Saw movies. I've watched videos of like animal mutilations and slaughterhouses. I can take it. I couldn't mm-hmm. take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'll move on. Okay. October 7th, 2010. I remember to visit the storm drain the kids from Caledon Forest told me about. It was out in a clearing between the wooded areas nearby a marsh. Unfortunately, I found absolutely nothing, save for a turtle that retracted into its built-in home when it saw me. I snapped some pics of a pipe, which I have posted as well. Also, uh, <laughs> let me uh, tell you, it was not the storm drain they said. Shame there's no picture. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I remember when we first, when I read this, I did, problem is I first read this story on the creepos.wiki back in like 2014-ish. So like yeah. it was the one that was like tainted by like other people tampering with it and stuff. Yes. But I do remember that did have images. Yeah, so, so like, is this the original posting? This this is the original. I have done my research. Like, this is the original one. But there are no images on the blog entry. Weird. Yeah. Because it's written that there's images and there's no image. Yeah. So I'm confused. <laughs> Yeah. I'm also surprised I'm the only one that brought that up, but that's fine. I had actually forgotten about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These things happen. Yeah. Uh, actually, I talked about that. And we talked about that one as well. Never mind. All right. So, um, my last note isn't really a note about this, but it's technically connected to Shoes Time. Uh, <laughs> Okay. So I stopped three quarters of the way through this story um, after reading it in the morning and went about my day. Then I decided to pick it up later after dinner last night. Uh, During dinner, I watched The Hunt for Red October. Great movie and all that. But some connective tissue seems to have happened because of it. Because right when the movie ended, I continued reading the story. So in the movie, the main character says that his kid daughter wanted him to buy her a younger brother. She's very young, obviously. Um, He said he couldn't, but he'd buy her a brother for her stuffed animal instead. Then the events of the movie happens, and then at the end scene, it shows him flying home on a plane, and the camera pans down to the seat next to him where there's a stuffed bear he bought for her. (laughs) A Mr. Bear, perhaps? A Mr. Bear, yeah. And then I immediately started reading this about Mr. Bear. It was weird. Nice. But yeah, that's all I got to say about this for now. Until okay, final fair. thoughts. All right. Well, that's a good segue to final thoughts. Um, so yeah, I said earlier I will con- conditionally recommend this one, almost bordering on a partial recommendation. So I conditionally recommend this under the pretense that a you inform the person that it does involve skeevy real world type horror involving kidnapping and killing children. Um like as, as a trigger warning I don't I don't necessarily think that I, I think it, it's not 
it is it is pretty grab. Like I wouldn't like there's a couple of people I know, like um Adam from RPX, for example, I would I would actually be reticent to 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 to, to share this with him. Or I would tell him, by the way, just prepare yourself. This does deal with like children being kidnapped and murdered and mistreated. So it's like because he's that's one of his his things. Yeah. Um so I would I I would maybe like hold off recommending it to him or like somebody I knew that had similar triggers. Mm-hmm. Um the other uh, pretense is um the pro- the reason why I conditionally recommend this or even like just partially recommend this by the end it just sort of ends by petering out on a lackluster cliffhanger that I really did not care for. Yeah. Um like I feel I really enjoyed the 1999 events as they were recalled early on in the story. And I like the early investigations in 2009, 2010, like those updates, but the longer it went, there were a few too many inconsistencies with time and like things that the character was doing and the age and stuff of that. And I could forgive those though. They need to be fixed. (laughs) If it had ended with a proper like, I'm done with this. I can't handle it anymore. That last ep- that last tape really f- uh, fucked with me. I'm moving on. Elliot signing off. Like if yeah. those had been his last words and stuff, and that had been the end of it, it would have gotten. It would have been fine. Like I could have tolerated everything else. The fact that it ends on on the way it does, I just like. I did not care for it. Like the ending. I'm glad I read it way back when. And that it inspired me to keep reading creepypastas. But revisiting it, knowing what I know and having experienced so many other creepypastas and and critiquing them and and and, and the writing and stuff like that, and like knowing about the writing of like styles and stuff that people use for them and stuff. It was also good to show me more of its flaws than I think I may have given it credit for or picked on or picked up on back back in the day when we first when i first read it and when we first did uh, our lost episode of it <laughs> mm. so yeah i i still love the story 1999 it is still near and dear to my heart but it is certainly flawed especially as the story as the blog and as the updates kept going like i think there need to be there needs to be some some fixes for the updates to make them more coherent and more conclusive so i will partially recommend this story uh and conditionally based on like who i know who who i'm recommending it to so mikey the e stands for evil all right so unfortunately for me the whole time discrepancies really let this down for me that's understandable Um, and also the as i mentioned before the whole uh, he seems to have more information, but he's holding back, and then he doesn't give us more information <laughs> that is seemingly related to what he said he had more information for. Um, so it's just uh, it doesn't make sense to me why this police officer would let this kid watch videos that are in evidence. Uh, well, they also like he... a decade old cold case basically, but yeah, but they're active still case. considered. Cause he's still on the yeah, an active cold case. Yeah. 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 So, but it's still like, it's still evidence. 
Yeah. Um, and people who aren't police aren't privy to the evidence unless you're there's a court case or something. So it's just that that whole thing about just because he's a friend of the police officer, I mean that that he might have some sway to watch one or two videos in that precinct. Yeah. But anything beyond that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I wonder Cause... if maybe if if the character had been a little bit older and had been going to school, like I like I'd 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 suggested earlier, if the character was going in, if Elliot was going into school for like forensics and stuff, like that, and was like basically getting like going into that into those that kind of a field, and was a little bit older, maybe we it would have been excusable for him to like be able to like get in like pull some favors, but. Yeah, kind of have him have him be an adult rather than a teenager. Um, still yeah, into this. yeah, yeah. Like if if he was doing it for a project or something and got clearance somehow because of the university, then yeah, that would solve that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, as it stands, him getting access to not just one precinct but two precincts of videos. <laughs> Like, yeah, it, it just doesn't like, seem believable. Or how about even this? Like, what if? Because it, it mentions that like some of the tapes were found at a public library in uh, in Brampton. Um, like the, the police recovered some tapes from the from a public library in Brampton. What if that had been like how he found some of the tapes? Was that he was just at the library and he spotted he was going through some tapes for a project and saw some tapes labeled like Mr. Bear seller or something like on the shelves. Like that could have been a way for the character as a teenager to find, to get into that or to find that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he like watches it and then turns it over to the police basically. Yeah, exactly. So then that's why he has a little bit of favor with the police. Yeah. Or at the very least, like he watched the first then brought it to the police. Cause like, Holy shit, this, yeah. is, this is basically fucked up like criminal footage. Um, and then, like, even if he doesn't get into it, like, at least he's seen some of the footage. And, like, it would also, like, you could you could maybe make, ground it a little bit more in realism of, like, well, no, they're not cops are obviously not going to give it to him, like, the information. But they are at least on his side because he provided them with some new clues and evidence to this case. This, like, yeah. decades-long cold case. So. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 see your, I see your point on it. Like, some of it is, like, obviously, like, a little fantastical in terms of like how this character, how this kid is getting into things, but like, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, honestly, he has more of an obsession for something from years ago. Like, um, yeah, it's cool to go back and rewatch like old clips from YTV or uh, old shows they used to watch unfortunately in canada that watching old shows is really a pain <laughs> i know unless you have unless you go to like uh, yeah like there's there's some archivists out, out there that are actually like um able are, are like pulling on like crowdsourcing of like finding um like old broadcast history stuff like uh retro ontario does does a pretty good job at like trying to archive old shows and material from like on guests but mm-hmm. um But yeah, so it just the 
As it stands, uh, I do not recommend this. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Gamer. So for me, I liked the story effort pre doing this uh, recording with you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Because basically when I read through it, there were timestamps, they were there. I didn't look into them, so I completely overlooked all of the time-related discrepancies. Uh, yeah. So I just read it as it is. He so you said it's blissful. been a while. Yeah. That's fine. Like, I didn't look into that. So when you read it at face value like that, it's fine. There's not yeah. too many grammar problems that I had to stumble over. Um, I was sad that there was no missing picture in that one point. I don't know why that's not there. But the story itself went pretty well when you don't think about all the time stuff. Yeah. However, when you do realize all the time-related discrepancies in this and how a lot of it doesn't make sense because everything is dated, um, it kind of ruins it a little bit and pulls yeah. back my enjoyment of it when you think about that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this story would work better without any dates. It's just like, I watched these back in 1999. It is now... 2009. I'm looking back <laughs> into the past now because of reasons, like but don't state all these actual dates and like put updates. Like I've updated it now, update one, update two, update three, nothing specific. Cause if you remove all that specificity, then all of our problems basically, basically go away. Cause it's pretty much all tied to the dates. Yeah. And like, yes, Elliot's dad's not the best because he drove him over there. <laughs> Red flag. What he's actually signing up for. Yeah. Um, but still, that's just traditional um, negligent parents in horror-related media. You know, that's yeah. just the way they are. Also, that does kind of tend to happen in real life sometimes too. But it's also very pronounced. It's it comes up more in nine in in horror. <laughs> yeah, things were more lax in yeah. the '90s, sure, but still. Yeah. 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 No. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the character of Mister Bear and all of the the different iterations of shows he makes are cool. I personally thought they were all being played on the same day, like maybe the same five shows every single day for the whole month or something, but yeah. it didn't say that. I, I kind of wish there was a little, I wish there was more clarity throughout mm-hmm. the story about like how things work, because this is all about the Caledon local 21 um, station. Yeah. So like there should be, everything should make sense about that, or at least we should understand it. Like it played these, four, these five shows every day. Yeah. Or something, yeah. or, or play one show over and over for the whole day. Like, if that's the case, fine. Or, as you said, explain that Elliot doesn't sit there for the whole five hours and watch everything on the whole day. Because as a kid back in the '90s, you could just sit there for five hours and just watch TV. Like, what? What else yeah. do you have better to do? You know. <laughs> yeah. So you, you know, I wonder. Like, I, I know that, like, at the time when this was first created, it was being like, it was being fed like through updates and stuff like yes. oh, as a blog format. But I wonder like now, like if, if some, if, if the creator was supposed to, was like to take the material now. And like, I had mentioned earlier that like, I liked how like the first section of it, where it was just like kind of a, cons- if it had been just at the, like that, that retelling of, of the accounts from the 1999 event, if that had been just been done into like a short story, um, it would have been a succinct, nice creepypasta short story. I wonder too if if we had if if the character if the person takes the material they have now from like all these updates, got rid of all the timestamps, 
and like got rid of the update blo- like format and had just and and converted this into a story of like a, basically the person telling it from the like he is like from the last update and he is recounting everything up to that point that has happened. Yeah, I wonder if that would have been if, if that would make the story a lot more concise, a lot more like um, uh, a lot less confusing in terms of like dealing with the time stuff and all that. Because either be vague with the time and say, "Wow, it's been like a year," or yeah. "It's been months." Yeah, get rid or of all that stuff. You either and then, have to do it vague, or yeah. you make sure that the the timestamps are proper. Yeah, that they all make sense, and he's not going to university at fifteen. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, like no, don't give us the age of the character. Just or like if uh, like is like, yeah, he was five in nineteen ninety nine. Because yeah, that's the other thing too. If they just yeah. didn't say his age and just said he was a kid in one of those recordings, there we was like ass- a eleven year old kid there. Exactly. We could assume that he's older than like, and then like it says like, uh, Mister or Mitchell or yeah, Mitchell uh, Williams. Name? <laughs> that's your name for mitchell know, wilson mitchell yes. wilson um if he uh, uh he's like it's like um he made me promise to, like wait till i'm it was 20 to watch the show well i'm i was tw- uh, 20 rolled around and i was still adamant about watching the episodes like there that's all we gotta know then then we know that like he was a kid in 1999 not five years old necessarily mm-hmm. so but 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 we now know that he was he turned 20 and and saw the last video so now, yes, he is blah age at 99 to get to 20. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. If you don't have the first age, then the first age is given to you then. Yes. Yeah. Like sure. ambiguity can be like vagueness and ambiguity in stories can be helpful for like, you don't always have to know exactly. You either, you, you need to know, you need to have the right amount of ambiguity or the right amount of specificity. <laughs> yes. It I, doesn't have to do either. Yeah, either i.e. the specificity that makes it all correlate together and not like wait that's a plot hole that's a time plot hole that yeah this person's five and 99 but like 20 and 20 in in 2011 that doesn't make any fucking sense (laughs) it's fine but yeah either way yeah yeah no more talk of time we are done with time the story itself though i really did like because it's a a realistic horror story of something that could theoretically happen. Yeah. You know, of this creepy guy that's luring kids and doing unknown things to them. It's, it's not cool in the coolest yeah. way possible <laughs> in regards to wanting to read a story to get creeped out because as a creepy story, it is creepy and yeah. it like leaves you wondering like what oh. happened to him, you know, and it puts you in, and in your case, you were literally in this kid's shoes. So yeah, I was in like, I, I literally could like insert my like self-insert a younger me into Elliot's shoes because I l- basically experienced like I had the same life experience as his childhood, minus minus Mr. Going, Bear. <laughs> minus Mr. Bear and going to a creepy skeevy house and almost getting kidnapped and killed. Yes, but everything else, yeah, that I'm allowed to say anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um also i just kind of like realized it's like there is also a real life precedence for this public access tv show kind of like being aired because of the um the broadcast hacks in chicago in like the late 80s early 90s with like the mitch hedberg guy or the mitch hedberg uh broadcast where like somebody like managed to like basically like rewire or like uh create a frequency that was stronger than the news broadcast and enter and basically intercede their own video footage into the broadcast yeah so that is actually a very plausible thing to have done 
um, if you have the right tools and stuff like that. Or just rent like what Mr. Bear did. Yeah. And he explains like, well, like yeah, how and, uh, he's getting away with it. But like in the States, they would have been on top of him about it. But Canada's broadcasting might be, it, it, regulations are a bit different. Relaxed back then. Yeah. yeah. Because I even like, yeah, like we even had like on white, I don't think it was YTV, but on, I think it might have been on like Much Music or one of those channels, uh, one of those other channels, um, <laughs> one of the YTV um, PJs, Phil, uh, Phil Guerrera, I believe is his last name. Um, he went on after YTV to host a show called public access to, uh, or public access or something like that, where he, sh- he basically like they watched videos and stuff like that. It was like pre YouTube videos, like home video stuff that people would submit to their, their show. And I believe they called it like public access, something, something. Now I gotta look that up, <laughs> but yeah. So like it is, it's it, like, there's a lot of like really weird kind of cool and creepy, like broadcast stuff associated with Ontario. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. But either way, um, the story itself, as I said, I do like it. There are a lot of things that can be done to make it better. No story's perfect, obviously, but we did stumble over a lot of stuff, not even talking about time stuff. There are still a lot of oddities in the story, like missing pictures and the dad seeming to not give a shit. Like maybe if it was explained that he was a, he was a negligent parent anyways, then okay. But it's because nothing's said about him, you assume he's a normal, nice dad. Yeah. Uh, so overall, I'm going to give it a partial now because I see the flaws in the actual writing here that I believe should be changed. Uh, but the story itself, I really do like, and I believe I, I I wish it was better. Yeah. Just like if if it was more readable and you didn't, there's no way to get stuck in um in plot holes and time related discrepancies and all that. Yeah. Um, but the story itself, I really do like. So I'm going to say. It's a partial. It needs work, but the story itself is good. Yeah, and I actually do want to bring one thing up, like at the end here. At no point do we condone like somebody taking a story and like of somebody else's and plagiarizing it and like adding things to, or, or like like adding things and then and then making it seem like it was the original creator. Correct. And like and plagiar and then like even plagiarizing other material to make entries and stuff. But that said, I get why people did do that early, like in like the 2014 era, because like the story it is like as it is there, you kind of go in by the end of it, you want more. So I can understand why people wanted to do that. It's just really shitty that a lot of that stuff, like a lot of the the places this got reposted and people took advantage of like an open source kind of uh, like thing, like like the wiki page and stuff Mm. where they would add plagiarized entries into yeah, the and, that and, shit is not yeah. cool yeah absolutely do not condone any of that and like i think it was right for the care for the author um uh for camden lamont to like cease and desist sort of like ver- uh, the various things and stuff like that but i do think like like they're like the original material here there is work or there, there there's some stuff that could be improved obviously but yeah like we said like Two of us, two out of three of us, really enjoyed the, what we got, and like there were there is some room for improvement that could maybe you know maybe make Mikey like this sh- this stuff again like like this like the story. Give it hundred percent. Okay, Mikey, time out the window. Yeah. Throw that shit right through the window. Yeah, just like. Psh. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, defenestrate that that time bullshit. Yeah, defenestrate the timestamps. Do you like the story at that point? If all the time related problems were fixed. Well, the the 
problem is, is that there's still the uh, cop letting him view the tapes. Yeah, so there's some there's something that would have to be improved and, for like Mikey, but yeah, yeah, and I mean like the creepy. Technically, the only creepy part of this that the character feels firsthand is going to that farmhouse the first time with his dad. It's like, oh, I can't see Mr. Bear. <laughs> I like that's as yes. close as he gets to Mr. Bear. I I'm <laughs> gonna have to away yeah. from being killed. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to also disagree <laughs> with like I like I, I understand where you're coming from. I was like, oh like, the only scary thing was the that. I'm gonna have to disagree with you. There are a bunch of things in the story that are really fucking creepy. <laughs> and and yeah, like that well, is what the story's trying to do. <laughs> so yeah. It, it it it's creepy, but it's almost like a video game pasta because he's just watching videos and investigating a murder like a, a, a murder thing where the killer has not been caught. <laughs> so there is sort of like, it, it's, it's a, there's a little bit more of a subtle, like the killer could still be out there watching him, stalking him as he's diving the deeper. He is into still out there. Stalking yeah, he him. is still he out there. Yeah. He went to Kaladin. That's true. Yeah. If we, if we assume that, that, that those, that email is Mr. Bear, which I'm not entirely certain it is, but I mean, it could be. It could be, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I guess, yeah, we're we're we're, we're backtracking back into the store into the episode. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> so yeah, got the thoughts out. Yeah. So brass tacks. One uh, one non recommendation, two partial recommendations with some conditional things because not everybody likes child murder and abuse not that we like it <laughs> not that we like it it's just that, that we can that we tolerate like, it we will tolerate in stories it, yes in, in fiction story. in fiction yes and uh yeah we're getting closer and closer to this being the second lost episode <laughs> yeah really it's the 1999 curse mm. <laughs> for El Dente. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so with that, before we keep, before we dig ourselves too deep into a hole. In a hole that we have to set ourselves on fire in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, that has been this week's episode. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted. We're all on Twitter. Uh, Mikey is at the E Stands for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W at the end, because his name is very long. It is, but I don't have a choice at this point. It's a bit. No. And I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, I'm also at Review Cultist on Blue Sky, the other social media platform that's kind of growing right now. So you can check me out there. You can also send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave suggestions for other creepypastas, SCPs, spooky things. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah! And if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon. Select the back of tier you'd like to support us at. We have two dollars and five dollar tiers. With special episodes, early access, extra content. To our listener, to our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And we very much appreciate that. <laughs> and to our listeners and the author of this story, thank you immensely. Because without your listenership, it'd be like screaming into the void. And without your authorship, without the story, the, the, this blog style story that you wrote and posted online and captured the imagination and horror of hundreds of thousands of people online, myself included, we 
literally would not have this show because we'd have nothing to talk about. And this is the story that ins- that that got me on the path of creepypastas. So it's your fault. <laughs> thank you, kind sir. It's your fault. He's like this. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it wasn't creepypastas, it would be like the Cthulhu mythos or Stephen King or something else. So I'm happy where I am in life. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so uh, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the East End Revival. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Happy New Year! Sleep well. So I just got like a weird like duh, 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 like off my phone. I was like, what the fuck is that? And it's my <laughs> my dad like notifying me his position on his trip. <laughs> okay. Because of an app. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Super horrifying. It, it was kind of like mm-hmm. it was like I, I played like it like the sound itself was like creep like, like it was like a jump scare. <laughs> I had a way more horrifying thing happen to me like 20, 30 minutes ago. I was just sitting here listening to you, then all of a sudden my Xbox just turned on. <laughs> Just Go. for no reason, it just it just Go. turned itself on. Becoming self-aware, guys. Oh, it's crazy. You're li- you're starting to live. You're starting to dive into a into a video game creepypasta. It's it's ex- it's Xbox Live three. And as soon as it booted up. It didn't go to the main screen. It went to a huge splash page saying Ball, buy Call of Duty 3 across, across my entire TV. What the fuck? I don't play Call of Duty, fuck you. Oh, that is that is hilarious. I took a screenshot of it. I'll share it after. Excellent. Awesome. <laughs>